0: Hello all, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast brought to you on YouTube, uh, on Spotify, on Google and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling.
1: I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. And and let me tell you something, uh, brother, if I may, oh, dude, oh no. if you will. I, I didn't think that I was truly ready to to do this episode. But then, then I said my prayers and I took my vitamins and I, and I, I don't know, remembered what it's like. I I remembered what it means to be a true red-blooded American and I, I, and I tuned up my bass guitar and I, uh, went, uh, I, I I went back and, uh, made a, a, a steamy, somewhat problematic sex tape and now, I am truly truly ready to to brace to to embrace with my whole self what's to come this evening
0: <laughs> when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. Let, me tell you something, brother. <laughs> let me tell you something dude tonight we are returning to Coliseum home video. Where last time we watched bloopers bleeps and body slams
1: damn it he said it right god I damn made,
0: it i made sure to say it right you, you mother will not wonder. get a joke out of me
1: you're no fun god damn it yeah uh we watched uh t- to put it to t- to make a long story quite short we watched a bunch of weird bullshit last time um Ranging from the, man, this is a troubling look into the Vince McMahon psyche to, uh, oh, my God, the what the fuck is going on at this fake wedding party? <laughs> Why is everybody lazily pushing pies in each other's faces?
0: That's, that's true. Uh, ten minutes of people lazily hitting each other with pie.
1: As long as I live, Austin, that segment will not cease to haunt me. It baffles me on an existential level. Like, I I, I feel like I understand a lot about Vince McMahon at this point. I, for the life of me, cannot understand what possessed him or anyone around him to create that entire sequence. And it will haunt me for the rest of my days. Well, tonight
0: we're watching a Coliseum video that is focused on someone much less... uh, uh, confusing mm. and hard and e- and much easier to understand hulk hogan
1: terrence because, motherfucking belaya let's go
0: and to to be make, sure, make sure we understand is that terry belaya's shoot penis is smaller, is smaller. than hulk, hulk hogan's kayfabe penis do you Just think make sure we understand that
1: do you think that <laughs> fucking guy. I'm not going to be able to, like, just... I'm going to lose it by the time we're done with this, because Hulk Hogan just breaks me. Uh, Do you think that, like... Because, okay, we all know that our boy, our boy Terry, is a pathological liar. This man... Hysterically so. This man lies about everything. If you hooked him up to a polygraph, the polygraph would explode it would like he'd say hello and the polygraph would just start melting like but but also i kind of get the feeling that our boy terence Bolea is a, a might delusional in, you know what what one does not have some of the opinions that he has without being a little bit you know not there entirely and I-
0: I mean, he was gonna be the basis for Metallica, dude. But then yeah, he decided obvious. to do this wrestling thing, brother. And the rest <laughs> is history. And he
1: said, he said, Metallica or pro wrestling? Hmm. I'm gonna have to pick Metallica.
0: A thing, a story. No, no so, I'm gonna
1: spend wrestling. Fuck the the alternate history is him saying is him picking the story.
0: So the story that is so widespread, the Metallica still has to field questions about it to be like, <laughs> no, he w- he was never gonna be in the wait, band. Wait, no way, no way. I didn't know that much. They have been asked in interviews many times about this crap, and they're like, uh, no. no. Hulk Hogan has never almost been the basis of this band.
1: Oh no, no. Uh actually, he he was talking about a different Metallica. They spell it, they they spell it with a CK. Uh,
0: you the Metallica, they're in Canada, you wouldn't yeah. know. Can-
1: Canadian Metallica. We're all we're all wrestlers have their bands. Right. As, as you as you as you well know. Um Canadian anyway.
0: Metal Canadian Metallica uh, rejected Hulk Hogan because he didn't he couldn't work like Bret
1: Hart. He can, they they rejected Hulk Hogan because he because he, he didn't say sorry enough. Um, because because Hulk Hogan is unfamiliar with the term sorry. Um, but no fucking what the hell was I even saying? God, this episode is gonna get so goddamn off the rails. Uh. Uh. D-d-d-d-d-d-d- oh yeah do you think well like- i
0: mean nobody knows what it's like to go to get off the rails so to speak than hulk hogan
1: oh well yeah fair no but okay hulk hogan's dick that's what we were talking we <laughs> were you- talking about his dick <laughs> you- so he's like a- he's a pathical liar but he's also a little delusional i have to wonder if in his mind when he's like donning the hulk hogan gear and persona does he like have a whole ass like Hulk transformation in his mind. Does he like do a whole like mental Hulk out sequence in which he imagines his cock actively enlarging, his cock and balls becoming <laughs> Hulk size?
0: I I don't want to think about it, so I'm not going
1: to. <laughs> I I'm just I'm just saying, I you can never tell truly what what's going on in his head and you have to look at it from all sides because sure he could just be knowingly lying but he could just also be insane that is a possibility
0: i mean he was trying to uh for context to why we keep talking about this penis thing is, yeah is that in case really- we, do,
1: we got news in the audience
0: Right. So during his lawsuit oh with Gawker over them them uh leaking his sex tape with uh the wife of his friend, Bubba the Love Sponge.
1: <laughs> Man, Rip Bubba.
0: So Hog they were Hogan they were trying to like Talk, i don't remember the full context for why he brought this up but they were they were asking about you know they were asking about you know the the accuracy of the video of the identities of the video and hulk hogan when okay i need to
1: f- hold on uh, I you're gonna get sure this we, right i think because i think they like remarked on how like On like the size of the dick, which was not like a super impressive dick size. And Hulk Hulk Hogan said, "Oh, wait a minute, brother, I'm gonna have." Okay.
0: All right. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. right. No. Okay. From BuzzFeed News. All right. Here is the content. Okay.
1: Oh my god.
0: He was trying to. Okay. Um. (laughs) Hulk Hogan testified Tuesday that the sexually explicit interviews he did. Okay. Oh, now I remember the context. Okay. So Gawker was trying to make an argument that Hulk Hogan didn't have a, have necessarily have a full right to privacy because he had talked about sexually explicit interviews in the media before.
1: Oh, it fuck was basically
0: off. the con- very. I'm not gonna. I don't agree with this argument at all. Gawker v Hulk Hogan is watching two assholes fight <laughs> yeah. each other, yeah. and alt- and honestly, the less evil asshole won.
1: I I, I that wish, would be Hogan. I wish, man. Imagine being imagine being more evil than Hulk Hogan. Um okay. I guess, Man, he says, but I, 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 okay. wish, I wish both parties in this a, a very please die immediately.
0: Hmm. All right. Yeah. So they, Gaw- they was ins- Gawker was insisting that because that his character Hulk Hogan that is gave that Hulk Hogan gave up his privacy as a public figure, and Hulk Hogan was trying to argue that like when he's in public he is Hulk Hogan the wrestler, rah rah rah, and in private he is Terry Bollea, as would have been the case on this sex tape. Here is the way he decides to
1: explain that. (laughs) Because when you put it like that, it does sound like a cogent argument.
0: Here's the way Hogan decided to say that. Uh I do not have a 10-inch penis. Hogan said, referring to an interview he did in character, Terry (laughs) Bollea's penis is not 10 inches. I was totally Hulk Hogan during the interviews because I wasn't at home in my private house. (laughs) God damn it. So, that's he actually, is
1: arguing. <laughs> yeah, Wait, it's actually a pretty solid argument. That's, that's, so we've memed on this so much, I didn't realize it was that solid of an argument. Now, hold on a second, brother. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. that there were actual like practical ramifications to Hulk Hogan distinguishing his in and out of kayfabe dick sizes. There are absolutely, but he <laughs> he could have he could have explained
0: the point about like me in a public interview is not me in my private home because i have a public persona that is a fake wrestling character and one that is not he could have said that in many ways and the way he decided to say it was my my terry belaya doesn't have a 10-inch penis hulk hogan has a 10-inch penis
1: I am surprised you I am so i'm a little surprised that he was willing to bite that bullet at all of saying that he as Terry bullard does not in fact have a 10 inch massive donkey cock. yeah
0: well, yeah well, yeah dude uh, Terry belay's got nine and a half brother
1: <laughs> <laughs> i unironically he <laughs> god damn i i could i could see him unironically making that argument like very important distinction very important distinction <laughs> brother i as terry Balea, only have a nine and a half inch donkey dick but it's hulk hogan brother i, it got, a whole, full I got it it's a full whopping 10 all right that's why we i used to talk about 10 inch pythons well wow. <laughs> have i got a python for you brother dude i got man i guess the only thing terry bella prizes more than like being seen as like the apex of humanity the ultimate like Ubermensch alpha male is like saving his own ass from 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 bullshit like that
0: yeah it's <laughs> the- absolutely insane and, uh, thankfully Hogan won this
1: lawsuit that they were yeah, like, yeah, sweet.
0: Gawker is fucked up and they basically, and it basically killed Gawker.
1: You net love positives it. in the world. Net po- Who, who would have thunk that Hulk Hogan would contribute to net positives in this world? Surely, surely not I, Lord. Uh...
0: Well, okay, back back <laughs> on topic, I think we've had enough. I think we've talked enough about the penis thing.
1: So, <laughs> uh, Top-tier noobs and knockouts quote. I think we've talked enough about the penis thing.
0: Right. So tonight we're watching, you know, Coliseum Home Video releases. They did a lot of, you know, character-focused, quasi-biographical pieces, but more like just compilation videos focusing on one wrestler. And obviously Hulk Hogan, because he was the hero Reagan's America needed.
1: Uh, (laughs) Uh, I'm not entirely sure that's the hero that Reagan's America needed, but I'll accept the hero they think they thought they needed.
0: uh, Ray is uh, he had a ton of these. So if we're gonna do an episode devoted to to looking at one of these spot these like wrestler focused Coliseum home videos. Who else could we have done this about? It's gotta be Hulk Hogan.
1: Oh, without a goddamn doubt. The man, the man is an icon. The man is a favorite target of us here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. And I mean, you, you don't like, okay. Bodies, bloops, and bleeper slams last time was a great, like, it, it was it was the sort of thing that I love watching for this show, unhinged chaos. That's like eat a riff on, and that was intentionally wacky and weird and a bunch of bullshit. Um, I guarantee you, all of its attempts, all of the attempts they included in that, to be earnestly funny, like all of the dumb shit from the from the fucking. WWF talk show, which I still can't believe is a thing that actually existed for any goddamn period of time. Uh, let alone two years! Let alone for two whole years. Uh, I'm honestly surprised. Uh, uh, there is a part of me that's surprised it didn't run longer. Um, but um, all of that, I guarantee, will be, in some less entertaining than the shit we have tonight. Because Hulk Hogan friends is a giant walking talking meme of a human he is perhaps one of the easiest humans on this entire planet to make fun of and i am forever grateful for the absolute insanity that terry Bollea proudly struts around putting on display thinking it makes him look like a certified badass he
0: hulk hogan is nuts and his wrestling persona has, even when, even the, even as someone who I would say I'm a fan of of Hulk Hogan as a character, his character is insane
1: and goofy always. Oh yeah, I don't ultimately hate. Okay, I the Hulk Hogan character is far from my favorite uh, of the uh, of 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 the wrestlers I've I've ever encountered. Um, there are things about him that I enjoy. Um, and a lot of stuff about him, I can appreciate, but yeah, goofy motherfucker. Let's be clear all the way through top to bottom, goofy ass motherfucker.
0: We, he was a serious heel for a week with the NWO. And then he immediately defaulted back to being a clown
1: man. (laughs) Every goddamn time he does something cool, it like always reverts back to this weird self-parody. Like that's the same with the fucking superpowers shit. Like even while even like 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 he has the epic moment where he like saves Randy Savage from being dicked on by by the honky tonk man, and, and then like they the- have the world's goofiest, goofiest handshake. handshake. Like immediately, <laughs> this man can't help himself. He is handed the best. The, he has been handed some of the best and most iconic spots ever in the history of wrestling on a silver fucking platter and he still manages to make them insanely silly. That's talent he, right there he, that it is that's what Vince McMahon saw in him man that that's what that's what got him so over dude yep
0: All right so for tonight there are four matches on this. I'm not going to necessarily say what they are. But I will say that they won in matches from 1985, two are from 88, and one is from 87. So a little bit of a little bit of a wider range, but generally very much in the peak of Hulk Hogan.
1: Oh, that's exciting. I, again, he's a talented wrestler. Uh, and I do look forward to seeing like the actual work. And I can't wait to see like all the goofy bullshit he throws in there that's also insanely memeable. Oh my God.
0: So we are watching this on Peacock TV, NBC universal streaming service and where WWE has all their shit these days. I
1: still can't believe they preserve the Coliseum shit on Peacock. That's so wild to me.
0: I I appreciate it. I wish they would. uh, We talked about this last time, but like they're probably never putting up any more of these because they are no longer on their own streaming service scraping for any sort of new content in their tape library that they could find to put on the network now they just get paid a billion dollars for all of it anyway so there's no incentive to put any more of that on there so we'll probably never see it again see any any additional coliseum videos
1: hey, hey 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 this is noob david getting on his soapbox here preserve physical media you absolute you absolute clowns all of you hey Hey, hey! You listening? Who think you're above physical media? Because you got your Netflixes and your Spotify's. Fuck you! Buy, go, go, go! Buy a VHS right now. Go buy a VHS right now. Okay, right now. No, 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 no! no. I don't want to hear protests. Right now, all right? Fuck you.
0: Mm -hmm. It's and it was tough because I honestly hat was like I wanted to see if we could give ourselves some options here because this is the only Hulk Hogan specific one that is on Peacock boo. but but guess what I couldn't find any full length Hulk Hogan tapes uh just pirated on the internet
1: boo that fucking sucks Goddamn. so
0: we kind of I I am happy with our selection but also it was the only one I could
1: get <laughs> We got lucky here is what we're saying. Don't we be did. like us. Don't take our risks.
0: No. Always. Preserve the media that you care about.
1: Fucking true. Always. All right. Soapbox done. Thank you. All Thanks. right.
0: Yeah. So if you want to watch along with us, you're going to get on get on that Peacock subscription of yours. Uh, other than that, uh, we'll see you in the back half to talk more about this particular WWF Coliseum Hulk Hogan video, Hulk Hogan, Real American. Hell yeah, dude. And we are back. We have just finished Hulk Hogan, Real American, from Coliseum Home Videos.
1: Man, that was that was a it, that was a compilation. All right. Um definitely a lot of I, I've never seen... Let me put it this way. I feel like doing a compilation like this almost does a disservice to watching Hulk Hogan's in-ring work because... Because you kind realize of... it's all the same? You Yeah, lays a little bit bare that my man just kind of does the same thing a bunch. And, like, he's good at doing that same thing, but, oh, man, does it get a little bit samey after a while?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: there, Hulk Hogan, variations on a theme.
0: Yeah. Uh, this this tape honestly tries to, seems like tries to hit all the major Hulk Hogan archetypes in one vid. Like, you got the big fight with the big guy and the fight with the anti-America guy, and you got the fight with just evil foreigner and I mean fight for the title
1: yeah but like man none of the like you get that those are things that he did in his career and oh boy did he do it. and but like god the tropes just it, it it almost feels like the Hulk Hogan work and like the tropes in which he found himself surrounded are of two completely different worlds because if you put anyone inside of a match with Hulk Hogan, he's going to more or less do the exact same thing to them.
0: He is gonna, he is gonna make you fight his kind of match.
1: Yeah, pretty. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna have a work rate? Well, that's not gonna work for me, brother. No,
0: it's not gonna work. That at this rate, that work is not for me. Gonna work for me, dude. It's
1: not gonna. But what, what? What do you you? So, what the fuck is this chain wrestling business dude i
0: you, okay dude here's here's the finish brother is i'm gonna hulk up dude gonna no sell your moves brother gonna hit you with some punches dude and then uh big boot and a leg drop one two three that's how that's how it's
1: gonna go dude but, but mr hogan that's that's how the the guy last week went out too
0: are you saying that you're that you are not you are better than the last guy?
1: Well, I, mean, I I just I just think you know that we should be a little varied up here, brother.
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, who who are you, you little jabroni?
1: <laughs> is your you, is your name Hulk Hogan, brother?
0: Do, do do the millions, do the millions do, do the millions of fans out there are they the Hulk, are they are they the fans of you dude or are they called the Hulkamaniacs
1: brother? Now now the, all the Hulkamaniacs out there they love seeing the big boot the light drop of the one two three are you calling those millions of Hulkamaniacs liars brother? Do you know what I do to people you- who lie about my Hulkamaniacs dude? Dude. Fucking clown. What an absolute clown. See, this is just, the Hulk Hogan jokes right themselves. This is what I was saying to you when we went off the air. You literally just, the joke. I, I can't, you know, fuck, I'm a hypocrite already. Because I make fun of Hulk Hogan being formulaic, but then goddamn, you just do the Hulk Hogan joke formula. Which is lay out a general premise, and then have him talk about that premise in the voice, while saying dude and brother a lot. Fuck. You cannot escape the Hulk Hogan formula, Austin. Everything, <laughs> even in
0: making formula. jokes, we have to do we Hulk to do Hogan humor.
1: We have to do the Hulk Hogan formula. Hulk Hogan was fucking formulated in a lab, all right, to be like the distillation of wrestling in the '80s. This, this is a synthetic person who, who was created, conceived crafted specifically designed to just be the most reliable 80s wrestler of all time and in doing in doing so everything around him was is, is sucked into this aura of just doing the thing doing the formula getting the getting the same pops one two three it's hogan time baby like fuck that, that for a man who gets regarded as just one of the greatest legends of all time, it is so remarkable how everything to do with him is just the exact same thing, always variations on a theme. So much so that you can't talk about him with just without just saying the same shit over and over and over and making the same kind of commentary. Fuck.
0: And it's honestly amazing it la- it works for a decade. Like how long? This is the benefit of the fact WWE did not have weekly programming where Hulk Hogan was expected
1: to be on television
0: every fucking week.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, well that that's that that was the thing like WWF's formula was fucking annoying back in the 80s because they treated like anything that wasn't a pay-per-view like a fucking house show essentially. Like you had to You saw, like, the big guy takes on the jobber. You didn't get a whole lot of the big clashes until pay-per-view, Where like, if you did, they were scattered rarely throughout, and, like, there was a lot of, like, artificial scarcity with the wrestlers, and, yeah, it's easy to see, and I think this is something we may have talked about, like, early, early on, but it is easy to see why that was able to keep things fresh with the audience, because they didn't fucking see nearly enough of that on a regular basis to be, like, to, to realize huh this is kind of repetitive
0: yeah like if you look at other top stars of history you know the rock and stone cold were not around long enough to really get stale yep. um cena got stale
1: yeah real see, bad. here's the thing here's the realization i just had cena- john john cena john cena is what would have happened
0: if hulk hogan had to be on tv every
1: single week John, John Cena is Hulk Hogan 2.0 and I think half of the reason that he's remembered a mite more fondly than Hulk Hogan rel- relatively is like A, he be I think there's a few reasons. One, he actually became divisive, which then kind of like circles the discourse back to people feeling that like they need to be defensive of him. Um, B, he isn't openly racist as fuck um and see he actually has signed on to like movies that people like
0: that that's true uh we do need to do an entire arc on this podcast just devoted to hulk hogan movies
1: yeah like cena is just the hulk hogan formula transplanted to modern day one for one Mm -hmm. um except but he
0: but he got stale after a decade he got. He, he and, did get
1: stale after a decade.
0: Um, and Roman Reigns has suffered from staleness, pretty much his whole career. <laughs> he <laughs> went from. I mean, he became stale relatively quickly when he was like, "I'm gonna dress, keep dressing like the Shield," and then he became the tribal chief and everyone loved it. But we this video, me and Gene talks about how Hogan was world champion for four years. Oh, yeah, and and, like and was that fucking long, and. Right now, Roman Reigns has been world champion for, like, two years straight. And people are like, God damn it! When will it end?
1: Dude, everyone was so fucking hyped for Rollins to beat him at Clash of the Castle. And then it just did not happen.
0: And then, of course, it didn't happen.
1: And then, of course, of course it, it didn't... Fucking that
0: didn't happen.
1: Fucking, what, Brock Lesnar, like, brought a goddamn... T- Backhoe tractor to the ring and like lifted it up, and Roman Reigns still somehow fucking retained. Like, goddamn. Yeah,
0: that's so that is a re, so the so the, you know, art, the artificial scarcity, you put it a good, good way. Like, that that gave him so much longevity mm-hmm. that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you, I mean, part of I, uh, you could argue that's part of why his shtick did end up going stale. Part of it was obviously the. Be- He's been doing it for a decade, but then a decade in, it was also when we started seeing weekly TV be more of a thing in wrestling. So it was more of an expectation that he show up every
1: single week. And at that point he was a nostalgia act too. Like at 10 years in, like every Hulkamania had been a thing for a decade. And like, Mania can only last you so long, man. Like, you gotta have some substance behind it to keep it going. Because, basically, Hulk Hogan showed up on the scene, got insanely over by being the, like, shameless ass clown that he is, and was able to coast off that goodwill for a decade, um, keeping his appearances, like, relatively rare enough you know not to say like he barely appeared whatever but like you know it wasn't like you weren't seeing him every week and so like that keeps the mania going but even then after a certain point that has to die down and he did start to show up weekly and everyone's like man we've been doing this shit for like a decade maybe there's like more new exciting stuff on the horizon
0: and then, of course, NWO for life. Then, yeah, then then, uh, yeah, that, then, then, then that, NWO gave, that added that added years to his in to Well, his that was career. the thing. That was the
1: thing. Uh, NWO happens and reignites the fervor for Hulk. Um, and again, like you like you said in the front half, he he is like his character completely shifts for like a solid week, and then he's able to go back. Yeah, Hulk Hogan.
0: Yeah, he's 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 heel Hulk NWO Hogan is basically like regular Hulk Hogan, but you're expected to think he's an obnoxious asshole.
1: Yeah, like he's he's a bit more of an open like dick.
0: Yeah, but it's the same mannerisms. It's the same bloviating nonsense.
1: Oh, absolutely! You're just supposed
0: uh, to boo him for it now.
1: Well. At least for a little while but that he still seemed to manage to be like fucking over for another like another long while as yeah because then,
0: then especially because then he comes back to wwe in the early 2000s after the war was over and yeah. now he is a full-on like nostalgia pandering yay hogan because yeah the red and yellow brother
1: well, it, it's back to the artificial scarcity and it's back to the original character because uh, right. everyone's like, "Oh shit, it's that thing." Leo Hulk
0: Hogan. Be- Hulk Hogan became a WWE champion in the year of our Lord 2002 because oh. of because of the nostalgia pop.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like this man's pure animal magnetism and like the brilliant marketing around him kept him kept him such a fucking dynamite act for so long to the point where like at a point where any other wrestler's career should have fizzled out and it looked like his was going to start doing so itself. Like they just found a way to reinvigorate and that reinvigoration then basically gave them a built in out to like one day bring him back to the OG gimmick and have everyone lose their minds over it again because he's back to the OG gimmick that they had not seen in like a decade. And like it's, fuck, it's, the it's, cycle continues in perpetuity.
0: It's crazy really
1: Yeah, but this is why I say that this fucking video does such a disservice by just kind of being four straight matches in a row because it just kind of shows you, like, four times in a row, like, man, does he ever, like, switch it up ever?
0: No, and... And, and, The video goes, don't think about it. It doesn't... It truly does not highlight what people like about Hogan.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's the other thing. Like, we get tiny glimpses of that, and the work is part of it, but people wouldn't be like people weren't hulkamania did not exist because of the boot and the leg drop and the one two three not 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 in full anyway it existed because here was this deeply eccentric and as much as i fucking hate the guy deeply charismatic person who's just able to get you riled up like even as much as i don't like Hulk Hogan as a person. Like every time we do a Hulk thing on this show, I get excited because I know where there's Hulk Hogan, there's absolute hype insanity and it's going to be sick. Mm -hmm. Even in a goofy way, it's going to be sick.
0: Yeah. And we just, we don't really get any, we do not, we get very minimal Hogan like interviews and promos where he is his most unhinged fun it's
1: it's it was very weird uh, as a video. It's yeah no it's disappointing like I don't know. I looking at this from the perspective of Coliseum, I get it right like you you. I don't think you could back in '89 lean into like the meme Hulk Hogan. Like, I don't think people were self-aware enough about that shit back then. Le- no. At least not, not not by what I would guess. I think people thought they were into it because of the wrestling. But in reality, they were into it because Hulk Hogan is a living, breathing meme that's so easy to just kind of, like, lose your fucking mind for. And But there wasn't enough self-awareness about that back in the day to, like, lean into the shit that was, like, really... What drove him to his massive success? But like, you can't make a Hulk Hogan as as a Coliseum home video in the in the in '89. You can't make a Hulk Hogan compilation to have it be like, look at all of Hulk Hogan's greatest hits on promo. Like they, I think they should have, but I can see why they didn't.
0: Yeah, um, but it's definitely I the think, Video. I think that. There are other, like, we could have done a different Hulk Hogan video. I think this, because, like, he has, like, Hulkamania. I think Hulkamania was a reoccurring, like, title, like, series within Coliseum Video. And that would do a lot more of, like, recapping storylines across a particular period of time. And that included promos. Like, for example, one of the Hulkamania videos basically did what we did with the WrestleMania 3 arc. It basically showed all the major story beats and promos and all that. And I think that would be a, like if I was trying to show someone like this is Hulk Hogan, that would be probably more my scene because it would show more of his, his wild personality where this is a straight match compilation.
1: Yeah. And like, Oh God, the fucking true American theming again. I get it. Everyone was on that shit back then, but dear God, it is Asian to such a bland thing to highlight about him. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: fucking, I know again, Reagan's America. Everyone was just, you said America and everybody in the room like simultaneously had an orgasm, but like, fuck that ages so poorly. into just such bland bullshit. Like, yeah, we get it. He's America. What else is there to offer? Please?
0: Yeah. It's a big eye rolly thing for me for the most part. Uh better than Jim Duggan because there is more to Hogan than the than that.
1: There is more to Hulk Jim Duggan's just fucking annoying whereas Hogan American. has that goddamn animal magnetism to him.
0: Right. But well when he, when he's like I got to defend the red white blue dude, it's like okay.
1: Right. I would say like again I know it was over back then but that is the weakest Hulk Hogan material cuz it's like I would agree. Okay why because you get reasons behind why Hulk does like everything else he does but whenever the reason is america he's just like yeah you know and her. like
0: it's it's a thing it, it's a reoccurring problem in wrestling of like these ant these foreign heels who are anti-america is they rarely do anything that you would consider morally objectionable they they're just kind like a- They just don't like America and or, we'll talk about that with with Nikolai Volkov, Uh, just are like pro their country. But they don't otherwise do anything that'd be like, you know what, fuck this
1: guy. But again, Reagan's America
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to repeat that.
1: Reagan's America, this it is morally reprehensible. Like, not mm-hmm. being like, America is the greatest country that exists, and actually, in fact, the only greatest country that exists. Fuck you. That, that is like, peak sacrilege. Yeah. Uh, so but let's just, let's just, anyway. just go into it. God, we, we, uh, we did like a whole fucking, like, a whole, a whole fucking post-mortem of the video before we actually, like, got into any of it. God. Uh, anyway. Awkward. What are we uh, gonna I mean, end
0: this video on? Uh, <laughs> but so we get the, we get the Coliseum home video opening this time, or at least something. Oh I my can. God!
1: They have upgraded those intro graphics, baby! Holy shit! We got like a, a an angled flyover shot of like I don't know some some river with canyons popping out of it, and then lightning thunder WWF.
0: The World oh, Wrestling
1: Federation. Fuck. Oh, okay. Damn. I, I guess we're here to do some wrestling. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. For-
0: this. This. Oh, this is. Sucks. This is video. This video is released in nineteen eighty-eight, and the reason, and that, and and you can, and you know that because of what Gene mentions later. And I'll bring and I'll and
1: I'll oh, like. I thought the copyright at the end said for eighty-nine.
0: It could be late 80. It could be early eighty-nine, okay. but. It definitely is, this is taking place in the year-long Macho Man Randy Savage WWE title reign that mm. went from WrestleMania 4 to WrestleMania 5. Damn. Because Mean Gene is talking about Hogan being WWE champion in the past tense and is suggesting like one day he'll get that title back. So the, he is definitely not champion right now.
1: So he had his four-year-long reign, a year break, and then he went right back to it.
0: Yes. Then he was champion again for a year and then he lost it to the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, and shit. then <laughs> and then at WrestleMania 7, he won the belt back from from Iraqi sympathizer Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. And then he lost the belt to the Undertaker in December of ninety-one. Holy shit. And then he won the belt back like two weeks later except Boo. there was bullshit and so it he was stripped of the belt and then it went and then it went to rick flair then it went back to randy savage then it went back to rick flair <laughs> then it went then it went to bret hart then it went to yoko zuna then it went back to hogan and God. 93 at WrestleMania 9.
1: And only because Hogan... Wasn't that like Hogan didn't want to fight hard or whatever?
0: Uh, yeah, I forget the that's reason. That's why... That okay, so... It was going to be Brett's moment. Remember. It, it was going to be Brett's moment at WrestleMania 9. Then Hogan came back and Vince and was, was like, like Give Vin, give Hogan hard. the belt! Yeah. And then Hogan... And then to appease Brett, Hogan was like, Yeah, I'll put you over at SummerSlam, dude. And, and then... then Hogan said and then later Hogan said this little Jabroni is it wouldn't be realistic if he beat me dude he's not big enough dude yeah, and I so he and so he loses he drops the belt back to yokozuna at king of the ring 93 and then brett gets his win back in 94 at wrestlemania 10
1: i love
0: this the fuck out
1: i love how the history of hogan like losing belts to people is him like losing to the only people capable of getting As over, if not more over, as he was. Uh, Yeah. And then Yokozuna, Yokozuna, yes. And then Yokozuna. I mean, they
0: were trying to make him the big foreign monster heel of the olden days, but, you know, new generations not
1: working anymore. (laughs) The, The bold of you to assume the new generation ever worked to begin with. Well, there was Shawn Michaels at least true
0: all right so we start it back to the video now that we've covered the hulk hogan wwe championship um Uh,
1: also so we we get an intro screen for it that's like hulk hogan true american and there's like a little flag waving graphic next to it except for some reason this american flag graphic is all stripes and no stars which makes me think that hulk hogan is actually just a huge where's waldo enthusiast
0: yeah very true uh but we get a promo video
1: i found that that bastard waldo brother he was he was hiding he was hiding in that where's where's waldo where's waldo dude dude Dude, i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna drop the boot on you unless you tell me where waldo is brother (laughs) he yells yeah he does a leg drop on the book because he can't find waldo um (laughs)
0: yeah so we get a hogan like highlight video that is set to his theme song real american fuck you rick derringer for making such a catchy song
1: god i i hate that song i hate how it gets stuck in my head jesus when it comes
0: crashing down and it hurts inside you gotta take a stand, it don't help to hide. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. Yeah, gotta be I gotta be a man. I can't let it slide.
1: God fucking damn it. Also like during a,
0: <laughs> Like a real American, I fight for the rights of every man.
1: Only men though. Fuck the women. Of course. And and of the men. Just like the founders men. intended. Yeah, yeah, and, and of the men. Uh, only, only the white ones, brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Founding Fathers intended. Um, anyway, during this montage, we get this shot of a bunch of kids swarming Hulk Hogan while he's on a motorcycle.
0: Oh yeah. They have, I don't remember. I don't have no, I have no idea where that comes from, but they use that in like every Hulk Hogan promo clip at comp, a compilation video ever. Yeah. That's be... He is on, he's just riding his motorcycle and a bunch of kids swarm him out. Yeah. in Some random fucking parking lot in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah. That's going to be a bad touch for me, brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, all, my so, little Hulk,
0: all, all my little Hulkamaniacs, you know, all the, all love, the little kids. They love
1: the motorcycle, brother.
0: All the little kids be like, I need an adult. Hulk Hogan, I am an adult.
1: I am, I am an adult. I am, I am your adult now, brother. Come ride on my motorcycle with me, dude. It's totally safe for you, brother. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so when we cut to to Mean Gene in the control room, and he's like, "That montage must make you feel proud," and I'm like,
0: "As an American," I'm like, "As as an
1: American." Mean Gene, Mean Gene watches Hulk Hogan montages, and he and he cheers up about about uh, he he tears up a little bit thinking about the apex of American exceptionalism that is Terry Bollea.
0: Of course, absolutely. This, this orange banana man with his fuck with the stringiest, grossest hair you can imagine on it on a middle aged man. <laughs> this is this... peak American exceptionalism, you know, right? You know here.
1: what? You know what? It's, you're not even wrong. That is that is Hulk Hogan really is the apex of America and everything that it fucking stands for. Um. Uh, also, Mean Gene says it's ironic that this this is titled this, 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 is this tape is Hulk.
0: called Real American, and it's like no, that's the point. Mean Gene. Yeah, well, it's
1: not. Yeah, ironic. wait. He's like he's like yes, Hulk Hogan. Two two things in that montage, you got plenty of America and Hulk Hogan, and it sure is ironic that this this video is entitled Hulk Hogan, True American. I don't think Mean Gene understands how how irony works. I don't I don't no. think he fully grasped that full grasps that concept. Mean Gene no. Oakland, great, great at interviewing, uh, not great at understanding literary devices.
0: Now, not literary analyst, not mean gene.
1: True. Uh, That's Peter's actually nice got- gene's job.
0: <laughs> yeah. So mean Gene uh just kind of hypes up the matches that are gonna be later on the tape.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And we you open
0: with Match one: Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan in a steel cage match Steel-ca- at WrestleFest.
1: You know, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I got a little hype for this one. I was like, "God damn, Hulk Hogan and Andre trapped inside of a cage. That'll be a that'll be an absolute fucking slugfest, uh, brother." But I you can, forget. I, can be here for it. I forget. Uh, but you forget. I forget every time. This
0: is WWE cage rules.
1: I'm 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 Boo Boo the Fool. Yeah. Okay. So, Andre shows up. Booed by the crowd because of course with Bobby Heenan in tow because of course, and he does something that I've never really seen done before a cage match before, wherein he goes up to the cage, and he starts like shaking it I guess to test the the he to, to 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 inspect the cage to test that everything's sturdy and I'm like all right you know what that's a cute spot for andre to hit like he's a big boy and he's like you know what i want to make sure that this cage will, will stand up properly if i bang into it because i am a big man and i could knock it down and i'm like that's a that's a cute spot for andre to go that that's all that that's 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 fun all right cool and then hulk hogan comes out and he he also also yanks the cage the cage no, that wasn't a real inspection brother the giant can't test the cage now like this 20 now 20 this months, is how now months, this is,
0: now this is how you test a cage
1: dude he, sh- he shakes it the exact same way except like slightly less vigorously because you know he's not Andre the giant and uh, congratulations Hulk you you you're so helpful you get a you get a gold star sweetie yep so they get in the cage the match begins and off the bat something i noticed here that i didn't really ever notice in any of the fucking uh stuff we did when we covered andre hogan one it was right in front of my eyes i never noticed but like jesus christ hulk hogan and andre look like a lot closer in height than you think they would like well it's it's, it's
0: because they try to yell on commentary that hogan is six eight but Andre is seven four' that's eight that's eight inches
1: that's eight inches yeah that is, so that's so that's most definitely not,
0: not it
1: but you google Andre the giant and it, and it lists him off at seven foot and Hogan is listed at like six seven I think um I'm pretty sure Hulk Hogan according to Google is is six foot seven so well, like you
0: know, li- hogan would have lifts in his boots most wrestlers do and um andre was andre also did not. You know, yeah andre is also like he is you know he is he is absolutely starting to suffer the effects of his gigantism and i think that might actually shrink him a little bit a couple oh of really
1: fuck uh well yeah so here andre and hogan look actually remarkably similar in height it's it's kind of nuts um mm. on one hand it's like cool to see that hogan is a wrestler who can physically like match up to to andre in size but also like it's like wait so is hogan also a giant by this logic he doesn't he don't get billed as a giant but like god well, if
0: we if we keep telling our audience Hogan is 8 inches shorter than Andre, it's fine.
1: It, they 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 don't got working eyes. They just they're they're these sheep don't believe anything. You tell them Hogan is 3 feet compared to Andre's 20 and they'll be like they'll see that fucking 7-inch difference, brother, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that checks out."
0: That's of course. They'll follow uh, anything. I want to I want to take this time to point out who the commentary team is here. Yes. Uh, is Sean Mooney, mm-hmm. uh, who did a lot of backstage interview stuff with the WWF at this time. Uh, Lord Alfred Hayes. Indeed, you know, indeed. You remember him from last time, of we course. I do remember him. And Superstar Billy Graham. Uh, superstar Billy Graham was the WWF champion in the early 70s, in the early Ooh. to mid-70s. And he's kind of known nowadays for just kind of being a nut job. Not even in just the normal right-wingy nut job way, but also in the I think wrestlers should do more steroids kind of a way.
1: <laughs> he
0: in fact he his most famous version of this rant is when Kofi Kingston, who, if you don't know, is a very sl- very slim athletic oh he's a lanky athletic boy. lanky boy yes and he when he became WWE champion. Billy Graham got mad about it and, in fact, posted on Facebook about it and ranted that Kofi Kingston needs to start doing steroids. He said that directly.
1: Oh, my God. I can imagine Billy Graham was very happy when the properly roided up brock lesnar squash kofi in all two seconds everyone's over here being like man that's such a shit way to end kofi's title and billy graham's over here like yes actually this checks out because kofi's a lanky boy which means he can never be stronger than than brock lesnar of
0: course finally the world has restored
1: oh my god oh nature is healing oh thank god oh here here is a man who will do his fucking duty to the art of wrestling and take some goddamn steroids brother uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, so he's kind of like, you know, in a world where, like, we have got a better understanding of the dangers of steroid abuse, and it's become less and less uh, socially. It's, you know, it's not the 90s. It's not, you know, baseball in the 90s where, like, everybody was doing it and it's all fine. You know, now it's much more of a regulated thing. And, yes, obviously people now still do steroids. But it's not the same kind of abuse that it used to be back in the day. And Absolutely. and we've all largely accepted that that's a net positive. Absolutely. And then you got Billy Graham over
1: here. He's like, I don't see anything wrong with his brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This, this is, the <laughs> you should be, if you're not injecting three rounds of steroids a day, you're doing it wrong and you're a disgrace to the wrestling profession. And I hope you fucking die. Yeah.
0: So yeah, something, he, something like basically that. Billy Graham is insane is what I'm trying to get across here. <laughs> God and, damn. He makes Jesse Ventura was, look normal. And I was like, holy shit. Uh, they got the same fashion sense too. Billy Graham was big tie-dye guy <laughs> in his prime.
1: Oh man, the we that so what I'm hearing is that WWE has this annoying habit of turning out dudes who like wearing like really eccentric colors and outfits and shit, and then having them just go on and say just the weirdest things.
0: Yeah, sure. You uh, know what? So- I,
1: I am personally surprised that WWE uh, and F and and whatever the fuck else attract some. Absolute nut jobs. That is a place for stable, the stable people only pal. Uh, also, also I got a shout out to the fact that with Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary, uh, that is uh, now Now that I am a spoiled boy who watches AEW on the regular and I get absolute daddy, William Regal on commentary on a pretty much weekly basis. And he's just so sir, sir. Regal. So delightful to listen to his droll. British humor and and his buttery silky voice uh lord alfred is definitely pressing my like william regal happy british man on commentary button uh though in my opinion he's not doing nearly enough flirting with with sean mooney to like really really make the the final cut to the top tier
0: of course
1: i i, I, I want to hear him hop on commentary and be like uh, Sean Mooney, you you absolute Reese's cup of a man. You, I just want to l- l- lick you up and down until uh, until all your chocolate melts directly in my mouth, and have have Billy Graham be like, make sure make sure that that that, that Reese's cup is laced with steroids, dude. You want to make sure? Uh, yeah, brother. A- vitamins. <laughs> I don't know uh, why I also gave him a Hulk voice. Everybody's got a Hulk voice, on especially
0: because Billy Graham actually, if anything, has a much higher uh, voice than hulk hogan
1: he said he's, oh, a, he's well. like he's
0: like up here oh. he's really great
1: uh, well yeah you gotta you gotta lace got lace that that reese's cup with, with with steroids man you gotta you gotta make sure that 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 should beefs you up while, while you're doing it okay
0: yeah all right uh i did note as as hogan was getting in the ring lord alfred hayes because this is the hulk hogan jerk off video Absolutely. Uh, to calls hulk hogan the greatest wrestler of all time but no nay he says he is the greatest sportsman of all time, regardless oh of sport.
1: Regardless of sport, no, nobody better. All right, who the fuck, Babe Ruth? Who fuck, fuck him? Get- fuck, fuck that guy. Who the hell is this Muhammad Ali poser? Get him, him, him out of here. Get him out of here. Nothing rivals to the leg, to the boot, and the leg drop and the one, two, three, my man absolutely
0: uh so yes this is this is wwe cage rules where the goal is to not beat your opponent the goal is to leave
1: (laughs) god oh my god i like forgot it i legitimately forgot about that for a second and i was so excited to see these two trapped in a cage together until i remembered the point was them to get very much untrapped and i'm like oh yeah this is fucking stupid
0: Right, they do suggest they they like initially say that you have to climb over the cage, and I'm like, I'd like to see Andre try. Uh, I but- would love
1: to see Andre. I see. I just want to see a version where Andre just goes fucking like. Bursting through the wall of the cage, knocks it the fuck over and hits the ground. That would be that
0: sick. is that is actually a spot that has been done multiple times in cage matches, as somebody knocks over a side panel of a cage and just leaves.
1: I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised to see either Mark Henry or Big Show do something. I'm pretty sure we saw Mark Henry do something like. I that. think we did.
0: Mark Henry do that. Big Show debut in the WWE by. Uh, interrupting a Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon steel cage match where he tried to interfere to help Vince, but he threw Stone Cold against the cage and knocked the cage door the cage wall over, and and Stone Cold just rolled out and. That's awesome.
1: That's that's mm-hmm. so sick. But like, either way, like that, the fact that that's never a spot that Andre the Giant did is fucking wasted potential. God, you could have gotten mm-hmm. the Giant in wrestling history to do that. Oh, well uh but yeah so yes. it makes the shit kind of lame uh off the bat so so we we start off the match and like immediately andre gets in control pretty quick and like he just kind of immediately he takes hulk's like torn up shirt puts hulk hogan up against the wall this starts choking and, him with it yeah look, starts choking with it basically sets up like a fucking like makeshift garrote with with hulk hogan's shirt and ties it to the cage, and it's like oh man He's being choked. How is he gonna escape this one, Andre? And then okay, and then
0: what happens is he is is he leaves and he he is like, hey, Andre, you can just leave and win. And Andre's like, oh, okay. Oh, and yeah. then he goes to go do that, and Hogan somehow gets free and okay, stops on him.
1: somehow, as if you don't look at the the fucking like little setup that Andre's got there and see that there is a giant loose hole for Hogan to just casually slip his head out of whenever he wants to. Great craftsmanship there, Giant. Very not, proud of you.
0: Andre Andre did not get his merit badge for tying knots, <laughs> all right?
1: We don't have the Boy Scouts in France. We just learn how to... It how is to make... Boy
0: Scouts of America, not Boy Scouts, Boy Scouts of France.
1: Even if there were, I'd be too big for the uniforms. ha, 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 ha. Yeah, pretty much. So, so yeah. So Hulk Hogan, of course, escapes, and he catches Andre. And oh man, the bout's just getting started.
0: Yeah, uh, Hogan. Andre does a bear hug while on his knees. It's like, oh, we are far from WrestleMania 3, aren't we? A whole <laughs> year has passed, and this a is whole, what Andre, this is the best Andre can do now, huh?
1: Poor man. Again, like, the way that this is set up allows Andre to work with what Mostly he's Mostly do nothing. Mostly do nothing. It's, it's slightly less to, apparent in a match like
0: this. Yeah, he gets to lean against the ropes a lot, which, yeah, I think being a cage match makes it less obvious he's doing that
1: yeah but
0: he is still leaning against the side of the the edge of the ring
1: a lot absolutely absolutely he
0: still managed to do a fucking elbow drop i'll give him credit for that he i was like died. what
1: god damn yeah that was the thing i was like man this might be late career andre but that uh, that uh, once in a while he still was able to trot out those moves a little bit and it's god yeah my god for that guy
0: yeah so wow. andre and then andre like goes to leave again and Hogan like puts him like, I wrote in a crossface to best explain it, but it's the same kind of idea of the crossface where you like put your arms around a guy and push into his like nose. Yeah. But, it isn't, but it's not like in a sitting submission position. It's just him doing this to Andre in the face. And while he Andre Hogan is doing that, Andre undoes a turnbuckle, the turnbuckle pad in the corner, wherever where the door is. And then he slams Hogan into the exposed buckle. Oh my gosh. That's nothing but steel right there. Yeah, then combined with Andre biting him in the forehead, Hogan is busted open. Hogan fucking blades. What the hell? I didn't know he could do that. Uh, When I want to try, dude, I I can blade. I can blade (laughs) just fine, brother.
1: I didn't think, and again, that's another great way to kind of sell that andre isn't as bad off as he is like do giving him the proper mm-hmm. spots to get a blade from hogan like seeing hogan bleed is an impressive thing we didn't even get that at fucking WrestleMania 3 so seeing hogan bleed for andre here is kind of like this oh shit moment so that's a smart cover-up on their part i think um yeah and then but hulk hogan of course is yeah andre
0: perfect. andre tries to go for a big boot i was like whoa now yeah he, he miss. he misses and hogan he does he basically does like a lot of the he does a version of what he did at wrestlemania three where he's like just punching the giant and andre staggering
1: around oh my god and- this, this, this this is one of those moments where i did kind of come back to the reality of oh yeah we're at late career andre because andre takes about like 30 seconds to just do like the slowest, most, most cartoony stagger around the ring imaginable. Well, Hogan just kind of and he quick, there and watches, and he
0: quickly runs over to the side of the cage where he oh, he's in the corner, real around. quick,
1: real yeah. fucking quick.
0: And so Hogan, he's punching him, and he's trying to get him down. He gets the giant down. He hits the leg drop. Hogan goes to climb out of the ring instead of j- instead of walking out. And Heenan—this is when Bobby Heenan runs into the ring, and he t- hits Hogan as he apparently tried to. He brought a foreign object, apparently, but I never saw what he was hitting him with.
1: I don't fucking know. But I, okay, I while hand.
0: yeah, while this is happening, so Hogan obviously is like, "What do you think you're doing?"
1: And yeah he, he tries to shenanigans and hogan says fuck he's like you.
0: fuck he like fucks around with H- H- heenan but in the background andre's like all right i'm leaving and yeah. what andre, like, oh, andre tries to climb up and climb out of the page. and what and hogan hits andre with whatever foreign object keenan and brought into the match. They make that point on commentary.
1: And Again, no please, no, no goddamn camera angle to see this. To show crazy. what actually we, happened. We don't got we don't got a cameraman in the ring for this one. We don't even got a fucking ref in the ring. That's what's wild to me about this shit. Like it's just the two of these dudes in the ring. The ref is outside of the ring. I forgot they did this for old cade matches. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so Andre... so But Andre, like, he knocks Andre off the wall, and what happens is Andre gets his arms wrapped up in the ropes, and so he's trapped. Hogan yeah. throws around Heenan a little more, a few more times. Hogan, Hogan says,
1: that's cute, eat cage. He he and just then, throws, he literally just throws fucking Heenan, like, directly into the wall of the cage, and, and Heenan just splats. Oh, yep. my God.
0: And then Hogan climbs out of the cage and he is the victor
1: absolutely i gotta give Jocelyn a way, out. hogan
0: wins all the matches tonight
1: wow yeah i was like i kept thinking like are we gonna see a hogan loss here but no of course not why the fuck would he allow a video to go to print if it showed him losing what kind of mess is that gonna send to the hulkamaniacs dude it's not okay to lose brother yeah no. But I got to fucking, so something, something I got to give, I can't remember if I shouted him out for the support, but God, I got to give Andre, as much as we were saying, like, man, he and Hulk are going to actually kind of stack up pretty well size-wise. Something that's wild to me always about Andre is he's able to make those fucking ring ropes look like rubber. When he goes down on them, they bend directly to his will. And the fact that he's big enough to get, like, proper kind of, like, spider web tangled in the ropes is insane to me because those are like that steel fucking wire underneath like shit yeah. dude you're just that big that you can casually bend this shit to your will what even
0: mm-hmm. so uh pro- I, I don't know if i i don't know if i how if i could grade the matches tonight of like what was the best what was the worst they all kind of they all kind of blend together in my head
1: really yeah but,
0: but you know, it was nice. It feel like if, if you're gonna do a Hulk Hogan compilation in in 88, 89, it feels like you kind of have to include an Andre match. Oh
1: yeah, it it was it was nice to have here. I always love seeing Andre. I I he he's just he seemed like he was just such a fucking great guy. And so anytime mm-hmm. anytime he shows up and is given the his due as the legend he is, even if he's made to lose like a bitch to goddamn Hulk Hogan. It's it. That's always a a nice positive development for me. So you know, off to an all right start. We'll see if it keeps up.
0: (laughs) When we cut immediately to the second match of the show, Nikolai Volkov.
1: In this this episode, is so weird.
0: Yeah, they just kind of cut and go straight to something else. Yeah, not necessarily. It's not clean. It's not always in the correct point at the best point to stop.
1: Jesus, dude. See ya, dude. Boy, I I hope somebody got fined for that blunder. Yeah.
0: So we cut on straight to from one of the Saturday night's main events. Uh, one of the early ones is Nikolai Volkov versus yeah. Hulk
1: Hogan. I don't think I've ever actually seen Volkov on the show before. No, be I have.
0: Volkov. I have talked up Nikolai Volkov as the guy who sings the Soviet national anthem oh, before okay. his matches, and he did it.
1: He sure. Apparently, it's been a whole thing. He's he's there. He's uh he's he's sitting he's sitting there fucking singing that anthem and goddamn Freddie Blassie is next to him waving the USSR flag. Freddie Bassie, Freddie Blassie, an avowed communist, apparently.
0: Uh, he might just hate America considering he also was all in on the Iron Sheik stick. That
1: doesn't, that seems, Freddie Blassie did not strike me as the anti-America type, but I guess whatever it takes to, to get you hate to get mm-hmm. you heat, right? And, um, yeah,
0: and and so because and because this is um this is Saturday night's main event the commentary team is Vince McMahon and Jesse, Jesse Ventura, Ventura and Jesse Ventura free speech absolutist on this is oh obviously my God. Vince McMahon is shocked and appalled at this at watching Nikolai Volkov sing the Soviet national anthem and see Freddie Blassie uh, fly that Soviet Union flag. And, uh, And Jesse is like, this is America. We have free speech. If he wants to do that, he can.
1: But Jesse Ventura coming in like the fucking broken clock he is with his libertarian bullshit.
0: And then, and then we cut back. We cut to an interview with me, Gene, and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan wearing you know, a white Ameri- shirt that says "American Made" on it, and he's carrying the U.S. flag. He's carrying the U.S. Flag. Also, his and,
1: bandana's like just kind of crooked, and it stays crooked until he takes it off. What is up with that?
0: Hogan's look has not been refined at this point. When was this? 85 this is like 85 oh
1: shit so this would have
0: probably been this would have probably been right after wrestlemania one so yeah but
1: like there's a difference between like hogan's look not being refined and it just looking like him he put his bandana on wrong and he doesn't feel the need to fix it like it's literally like crooked and like fucking bent in on itself and looks like it's almost about to come down over one of his eyes so I think he was just having a a day, really. I I don't I don't know what the fuck is going on with that, but uh, but yeah, Hulk Hogan's like no.
0: Gene wants to know what that was about, and Hogan is like, you know, it's one thing to sing the national anthem, the Soviet national anthem, dude. But he is, it is too far that he has to see. And I quote, "Our enemy's flag Our in the ring, flag
1: in the ring, that's, and that
0: and that's why he's carrying old Bell glory." the u.s flag to the ring
1: yeah but see here's the thing he doesn't specifically say it's enough to hear him singing the soviet national anthem he's just said as if that singing weren't enough dude and i just got i I just got this flash of hulk hogan hater of music and singing
0: of course
1: okay well music and singing whenever it's not him or his theme song
0: oh yeah dude when i when
1: when when my My beautiful pipes, brother, are the only things that should be coming over the radio waves, dude. That my theme song, True American. (laughs) Yeah, so. But Hogan
0: does not come out to Real American. He comes out to some patriotic jingle. Oh, Um, yeah. I I couldn't identify it. Oh, I can't. I knew which
1: one it was. I can't remember which one, though. You know, one of the ones. Picture a Murica song in your head, like a classical Murica song in your head, and you, you basically get the effect
0: yeah so and then of, and then we he gets in the ring i wrote volkov pearl harbors hogan to start the match
1: absolutely and, and just Ho- and volkov rips started.
0: off hogan's shirt and chokes him with the shirt
1: so again we got a formula here
0: <laughs> yeah the, a lot of this match is Volkoff punching hogan because that's basically his move set yeah, impressive.
1: I I will say I was kind of hyped for Volkov to be a better worker than he kind of turned out to be. Yeah, I see, was a little underwhelmed. See,
0: but you see, as Vince put it, is you know there's no classic technical wrestling here. Just just this is just brawling. It's yeah. So but exciting. see, here's the
1: thing. Ventura tried to put fucking Volkov over as like, like well, you know, they. They, they they train only the best of the best amateur wrestlers, professional wrestlers over on that side of the Iron Curtain. So, like, he's trying to put Volkov over as, like, a top tier. But then again, he's the heel commentator. Also, like, may I just say, I can only imagine what it must have been like for Jesse Ventura, ultimate libertarian, to be sitting here fucking holding water for like a vowed proud communist character nikolai volkov he must have been wanting to retch the whole time and i find that delicious if he was
0: <laughs> and so hogan uh got, does his has a comeback sequence this big clothesline he hits an elbow drop starts doing headbutts, going crazy and yeah. then I wrote boots to Volkov as it's sort of a big boot, except it's way too close to Volkov. So it like hits him in the chest instead of in the head in the Dude, face. But it, it's it so knocks wild. Volkov out of the ring and into the timekeeper
1: table. It's so wild to remember how unrefined work was back in the 80s. There are so many spots that are like so obvious. as a bunch of bullshit Throughout the, and I don't know if that's just a thing that happens in Hulk Hogan matches, or if that's a thing that happens across matches as a whole. I can't remember. Like it's been a hot minute since we've been in this era, but dear God, a lot of this shit looks so very fake. Uh, man, the art form has come a long way, but um, like okay, a few notes from me on this one. So Hulk Hogan, like once he's come to the ring, he hands off stars and good old good old stars and stripes. And, like, there's a dude off to the side of the ring that just kind of takes the American flag and sticks it in a little stand that's just standing there on the apron just outside of the ropes. The American flag is just planted there. Except this thing is clearly not, like, secured down this stand because the dude stays there for the rest of the match holding the American flag in place. And I'm like, will,
0: I'd also like to point out that they have this stand for the American flag and yet Blassi is expected to carry the the communist flag. Oh yeah, time. that's the other thing. We don't So even it's, not the, like, it's not like they have two stands for both flags. No, no, no. It's uh, the just uh, US America. flag only.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking, you think we're going to display that commie trash proudly on our ring? Fuck the fact that it would be a cool visual to have two opposing flags here when this is clearly like a socio or a geopolitically charged conflict in kayfabe. Oh, no. Fuck that. Just Murica. Only Murica. Only Murica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, although I will say, Fl- Bl- Blassie holding the flag gets to something funny that I'll point that I'll that I'll talk about in a second. Uh, at okay. one point, Hogan throws volkov out of the ring and directly onto the timekeeper's table which is like right at the edge of the ring i always forget that was a thing back in the classic era and you know i find it adorable that in kayfabe, timekeeper sink that putting distance between them and the ring would keep them safe like there was a point at which like hmm, people keep rushing into us maybe we should just they put- were like we gotta back up and we'll be we got to back up and a little then, bit I can and they came back to you and they came to them I can only imagine the first time a wrestler managed to crash into the newly spaced out from the ring timekeeper's table, and everyone there was just like, God damn it! Damn it! Just our fate forever now.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, They fight around on the outside. Volkoff, you know, beats up on Hogan. He gets Hogan in the ring. He, like, press lifts Hogan over his head a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, Whoa! But that, of course, only goes to the yes. backbreaker, and it's only for a two count.
1: And it looks like Hulk. It looks like Vogos over here, like when he does the the press up, like, like he's fucking giving Hogan a wedgie. Like he's just got Hogan's pants, tights held up, and he's just he's just pulling. That shit's going way. That shit's going right into the Hulkster's ass, dude. Right into the ass crack of the Hulkster brother. That 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 felt that felt good to watch. But Hogan yeah. reverses it, hits a back body drop on Volkov. Here's the thing I want to point off point out with Blassie like holding the flag is like so. Hogan hits the back body drop on on Volkov, and so Volkov's just kind of like reeling back to the floor for a second, and like while doing that, he kind of gets over to one side of the ring that Blassie was on, and Blassie takes the edge of the of the flag of the of the the USSR flag, and like pokes at Volkov's foot like the fucking come on, do something meme. That was great. I love Freddie Blassie ultimate ringside nag.
0: Yep. That sounds, that's about right for him, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was awesome. Uh And yeah. then, but then Blassie gets back Vol- on his feet and he starts hitting the Hulkster again, but oh God, oh no.
0: Vol- Vol- Volkov hit a body slam to Hogan, but then he kicks out and... It's Hulk, it's Hulk out time. It's Hulk, it's Hulk out time. time.
1: Although, whoever the fuck was running camera for this did a shit job because they so did not pay attention to, like, they, they so did not, like, give the right focus to the Hulk up sequence. Like, you just kind of see this wide shot of Hulk starting to no-sell, and you're like, oh, I guess it's the Hulk up. And then Hulk just, he just goes, like, we don't get a well- close-up of the face. We don't get No,
0: I mean I think this is all a very a very unrefined time for the Hulk Up
1: sequence. Like, this is true. Just, this is also true. He like, has he, like, he hasn't planned he hasn't to write like, this yet.
0: He hasn't got the whole bit down yet, but he's because he gets up, he, he no sells and then he gets up and then he just starts like hitting Volkov with some punches and he throws Volkov into the ring. Well no, what happens is is he gets is Hogan gets into the ring post and Volkov tries to like hit him in the corner and Hogan ducks out of the way and Volkov hits his face hits his head on the turnbuckle and he falls over and Hogan hits the leg drop for the win
1: <laughs> pretty much yeah Volkov dutes himself here because yeah
0: again. and then, and then after the match Hogan just nabs the flag from Blassie and, and here's the, he I the thought
1: flag. he was going to like rip it because i'm like that's that's the thing to do right? yeah
0: but he does kind of everything but ripping it because he first he headbutts he, the flag for some fucking reason then he puts his foot up in the corner and shines his that's shoes flag.
1: And at this point like jesse ventura is like shitting himself in anger he thinks
0: this is the most disrespectful thing he's ever seen
1: Shot and I was about to be like, yeah, he's about to rip the flag. That's kind of shit. Then he's like headbutting it and then shining his shoes with it. And Jesse's like, that's that's the most disgraceful thing you can ever do with another country's flag. And I would know as somebody who cares very much about countries other than America.
0: And then he like takes it and he basically just like throws it on the ground and kind of spits on it or something. And then yeah. he grabs the American flag and rah-rah. He America has won
1: again. <laughs> You know, I I wonder going back to the you know, we're we're talking about the formula here, and like we're doing the Murica part of the formula, and we got the Hulk up, we got the the boot and the leg drop and the one two three. I I wonder if we if we rewind for a second. I had a thought: What happens if someone just stops hitting Hogan during the Hulk up sequence?
0: That that's impossible. Nobody
1: can do that. What are it's... they like? does he give off like a pheromone
0: (laughs) listen it's like how in john cena when he hits you with a flying shoulder tackle you can't help but stand there and let him hit you with a second one and then you also can't help but then throw a wild haymaker which you will miss and then he will scoop you up and slam you out out of the haymaker it it, it's, it can't – it's hard to explain these things. When when Shawn Michaels is standing in a corner like a dumbass and is just, like, stomping his foot on the ground, every fucking wrestler is like, huh, I wonder why he's doing wonder- that. They turn around and get kicked in the face with sweet-shin music.
1: Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, man, so, uh, you know what? You're right. I feel like so much can be explained by just each wrestler – giving off like very specific pheromones that can't help but but make someone
0: like when hogan is like starting to have a have a have the shakes and he just starts no selling your move there you have no other option
1: but to continue to
0: try to punch him
1: you know i so i for for those of you who uh i i am a i am an educator at heart, I, I I have the honor of getting to to teach uh to, to teach the youth of America today. And uh I, I I was I was teaching a class today wherein uh and this is uh, this is not me doing a bit this is all completely true uh where we were we were doing in we were doing an, uh, I'm a theater the theater class specifically we were doing an improv exercise. And it was all about it was all about tactics. We had learned from my co teacher uh, uh, some some theater principles, the the lobbin principles, which are all about like the different ways in which you can express yourself on stage, uh, the the speed uh, the, the the speed you use, the weight you have, and, and the way you take up space, and kind of how combining all those things create all these different affects. And we were doing this exercise that was about like using those affects to get what you wanted from someone else, and. It was hilarious. It was a bunch of middle schoolers, and they were just that they, they they would a, a lot of them they they'd like do an affect, uh, and their scene partner would be unmoved by this affect, and they just like keep doing it. And I'd be like, "No way! You got you got to switch up tactics." And I'd say that, and they just they keep doing the thing again. And I'm like, "No, no, you got, you can't just if it doesn't work the first time. Why are you? But you know what?" Maybe it's just in human nature to never actually change up your tactic. We're all just dumb fucks who can't help but be like, huh, I, I, I think I'll just try it again. We're all insane, actually.
0: Maybe the maybe this next punch will be
1: the one that works. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it will turn out this time. Oh God, yeah. Um, they just but-
0: they just keep attacking Hulk Hogan during invincibility when he has invincibility frames, and they just re- like me playing any video game with I refuse to learn boss fight patterns. True. Every other wrestler is like that they refuse to learn boss fight patterns and what, in this what, do, case, what what, Hogan what do patterns.
1: what do Austin and the entire like classic WWF roster have in common they could never beat dark Souls hey oh uh, very true <laughs> but but okay then humor me humor me for a second in the impossible world where someone just stops hitting Hogan during the Hulk out segment. What do you think happens?
0: I feel i I would argue that may that it, it's almost like too late. Like once something has clicked in Hogan's brain, that it's already too late. That he's that he is just gonna be like you, and then he hits his moves, and you and he wins.
1: <laughs> so I think so. So we're already past the point of no return. To your mind, of it's that.
0: it's it's yeah. It's all just like desperate hope that I you, can inter- you can stop this
1: you know what that's fair for some reason i i was thinking i had it in my mind that the way this goes actually like he needs those extra hits during the hulk up sequence and and like if someone stops he just like kind of stop shaking and be like what well, you're supposed to keep hitting me brother how am i supposed to hulk up if you stop hitting me brother and then like the sequence of boards. Do we and got. We like gotta have. A, do we gotta
0: have a? Do we have a? We gotta have a talk with Vince backstage, dude. Why <laughs> did you? Why did you stop punching me and let me Hulk up, dude? Why would you
1: stop? Bro? In in kayfabe, he's saying that. Not even out of kayfabe, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you don't understand, brother. I'm supposed to win these fights, dude. Yeah. um I don't know, I would love to see a version of, of this where someone just stops hitting him, and, like, it aborts the sequence, and he just kind of, like, falls over dead. <laughs> he
0: falls over, it. you can just
1: pin him. Yeah, he's like, wait, I didn't account for this. Uh, uh, again. Yeah, uh, I don't know, just, just a thought, a fun little thought experiment, I think. But, yeah, so, we get, we running running it back forward, Hulk Hogan has disrespected the commie flag. What a what an American hero. Um, uh and now and now now, now let me let me let me sing the
0: Cause we'll put a boot in your ass for the red, white, and blue dude. We'll we'll
1: put a boot in your ass and drop their leg drop and they hit the one, two, three. That's the American way. (laughs) And Hulk Hogan put your name at the top of his list. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) Oh
0: man, bro, shit ass bro, shit ass bro country gave us so much during the post 9-11 years.
1: Okay, but now I need shit ass bro country Hulk Hogan remix where everything but America is replaced with Hulk Hogan. Oh man. And the Hulkstermania the and the Hulk Maniac started shaking their fist. Yeah, um, I <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Now now let me sing the praises of Trickle Down Economics to you, brother. Oh yeah, dude. Hulk Hogan hops on the mic. <laughs> and it's like that's a, why you should vote was, for that's why it's common sense economics to vote for Reaganomics brother listen,
0: there was there was there was listen there was a credible threat in iraq dude we had to go <laughs> we had to go in there brother
1: yeah, they had wmds brother they had
0: wmd let me tell you something let me tell you something mean Gene they had wmds <laughs> and i
1: and i like the us government never lie if there's if there's one thing neither I nor the US government are, it's pathological liars, brother. Of course not, brother. Of course not, dude. <laughs> you can you can
0: take my word to the bank.
1: Dude. Oh my god! Okay, okay. So anyway, next segment.
0: Fucking we another fucking... Saturday night's main event match, this time King Haku. Okay. Versus okay. Hulk Hogan.
1: Help me out here. What uh-huh. the fuck? does the governmental system of the WWE look like? There are so many Kings here. Austin. Well, it's actually one continuous lineage. Okay. King. Is, is King Haku part of King of the ring? Is he, is that yes. the King of the ring? Okay. I thought King Haku might be something different because I didn't realize King of the ring fucking existed back when they, back when it the wasn't a about.
0: pay-per-view, that aired on TV until 1993. Before that, it was just a thing they did on house shows. And then on TV, they were like, yes, yeah, he's king of the ring
1: now. Don't, don't, don't think about it too hard. It's only, me, it's me, only the,
0: let me see if I can find the proper lineage of the king of the ring.
1: Yeah. But here's the thing. We also have Jerry, the king Lawler, and I don't think he is part of the king of the ring lineage. Me, I mean, no, he is, he is,
0: he is the king of Memphis. He is not part of the lineage of the king of the
1: roof. How is it sustainable politically to have so many dignitaries under one roof?
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot. Is that in the May in the mid 80s it wasn't just that you won a tournament? Is that you also could just beat a guy for the crown and you're the king?
1: So it was like a title. It was just a different title.
0: Sort of. So okay so what happened is harley race we remember him from wrestlemania 3 he indeed, was indeed
1: king.
0: he was the mm-hmm. king,
1: king harley he, is
0: the, he is the second king after don morocco was the original king of the ring mm-hmm. um but then harley race suffer suffers an injury and thus bobby heenan crowned haku as the king as the new king
1: and in, what is, in his absence to deserve this lineage exactly
0: uh, he, Bobby Heenan was his manager.
1: Okay, fair enough. Bobby Heenan's and like, I'm, then, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pull some strings for you, man.
0: And then Haku lost the crown to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ugh. So we, we had King Hacksaw for King. a brief few months, and then... Macho Man Randy Savage beat him after his heel turn really? and he became the Macho King.
1: The Macho King. I didn't realize he was part of the lineage. That's kind of sick.
0: Yes. And then after that, he gave up the crown when he had his career-ending match at WrestleMania Seven against The Ultimate Warrior. Very funny. Um, oh and after that, it only became the king. The only king was the one who won the tournament.
1: So that's interesting.
0: Right so now, wait, Haku. So so king, wait, did Haku it, is the third king of the WWE. So reign. Clar- a, a,
1: a clarify? Yeah, I, I I hope it is a long reign indeed. I'm sure it will be. So clarifying question, when you became the king back in the days where you could just beat someone else for the thing, did did it also like still have to periodically go up to like did, did the crown also periodically have to go up for, for, for grabs at a tournament, even if there was already a sitting king back then? How did that work?
0: They kind of just had the tournament, but then they didn't acknowledge that the winner was the king, like during this entire what? period of time where it's like Harley Race was the king is the king, and then Baku becomes the king. In that period of time, Randy Savage won the tournament in '87, and Ted DiBiase won it in '88, but they were not acknowledged as the proper king of the WWE.
1: Acknowledge me.
0: This is a whole. This is some. This is some game of thrones a song of ice and fire lore here as we dissect the proper lineage of the kings
1: so what i'm hearing is that roman reigns would have would have actually his gimmick would have fit best as a as a late 80s king of the ring winner who actually was not allowed was not ever called king and was really salty about that fact as he's just going on mike being like but acknowledge acknowledge me Acknowledge me. Everyone, everyone's bound down, down to Haku and he's like, no, acknowledge me. I am the king. Yeah. I am the king. I am the king. I am the, I am the king. Okay. So, and, and nowadays it's just your king for a year and then new tournament.
0: Well, it's more of your king until they decide to bring the tournament back, which is not necessarily a year annual basis. The last the last way they did it is basically they had a year annual pay-per-view until 2002 Then in 2006, they made it a SmackDown exclusive tournament on television. Mm. That is how Booker T became King Booker. And then in 2008, William Regal won the King of the Ring, and he became the king. And then he got popped for PED. He got popped for some PEDs, and there goes Uh that whole push. So Uh fuck off. Uh Oh no, my poor boy. in In 2010, Sheamus won the tournament to become the king. And then in 2015, Wade Barrett won the tournament to become the king. And then in 2019, Baron Corbin won the tournament to become the king. And then Xavier Woods in 2021 is the newest and most recent
1: king. King Xavier. I know King Woods. I'm so happy that King Woods is the thing, dude. God, the new day getting recognized feels so good. Okay. So anyway. Now
0: now we have, we understand how King Haku is the proper king.
1: King Haku is here and he gets carried on on a throne by a bunch of jobbers and fucking uh, who who all look vaguely miserable doing this. And they're like, yeah. whatever, whatever it takes to get my career off the ground. And then sure. we cut to a promo, an interview segment between Mean Gene and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and, all and all so this. it, it references- was like King Haku, huh? I didn't vote for you.
0: Well, first it references that. Uh, references the that is Hulk Hogan okay after a beating by the big boss man. As right now, if you can believe it, big boss man, whose gimmick is a correctional officer, mm-hmm. is a heel right now. Dude. He started in the WWF as a heel cop in 1988.
1: Well, yeah we got to have the, uh, the, the every every department's got their bad apples brother and then they will of there's course a no systemic they, problem it's just a bad then, apple brother
0: well is you know that you know but you know bad you know bad apple you know just a few bad apples dude
1: you don't bad apples brother
0: can't, but uh the big boss man of course would then turn baby face and all of his like i beat people with a nightstick is treated as fun baby face comeuppance uh,
1: oh yeah oh yeah the, totally normal relationship
0: in let me let me check something on the rodney king brutality for a second okay oh, so this is pre-rod no. this all is pre- rodney so king,
1: pre-rodney so king
0: so we're good
1: but we're okay we're okay
0: uh anyway Gene asks him if he's okay after a big boss man kicked his ass. And Hogan's like, hey, beat me like a dog. And every dog has its day. Hogan, you're mixing metaphors. Stop. It doesn't work.
1: That's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that.
0: And then he talks, he's like, uh, about the king. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, he's telling all my Hulkamaniacs. They're telling, they're telling, he's telling all my Hulkamaniacs dude to bow. Nobody tells my Hulkamaniacs what to do.
1: What? Yeah, apparently, apparently the 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 Hulkamaniacs are an are an anarchic collective.
0: Also, what you tell them what to do all the time. Yeah, You're no. always like, say your prayers and eat your vitamins.
1: Well, I, 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 I don't, I don't need you to think about that one, brother.
0: But yeah, he's basically like, there ain't no, I don't acknowledge no kings, dude. And then they, he asks him like, well, what are you gonna do about Bobby Heenan at ringside? He's like, well, don't worry. I got. He brings out Miss Elizabeth, who he explains is on loan from Randy oh Savage.
1: My God! And oh my God! That shit is hilarious. So I, Miss Elizabeth I, I, is
0: out here I, uh, to be his manager, and then he goes, and then she goes, "Well, come on, Hulkster, we have a date." And who? Oh, what did
1: you just say,
0: Elizabeth?
1: Oh my God. Oh, and it gets worse. What it did you worse. have? But yeah, he's like, yeah, on loan from my from my Mega Powers partner for extra inspiration. And uh, oh my God. The, I remember you telling me about like what broke up the Mega Powers was essentially that doing the whole Randy Savage is jealous about Miss Elizabeth and Hulk Hogan thing. And like, yeah, fucking justified. Hulk Hogan is so goddamn weird around Elizabeth. It it's, it's definitely comes off as like flirty as fuck.
0: Hmm. And so I can only imagine that Ho- Randy Savage is coping and seething over over Elizabeth saying that she has a date with Hogan.
1: Mm. Mm. Oh God. Yeah. So, but they 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 go out there and uh Vincent and, and Vince Elizabeth Ro- try
0: Elizabeth tries to hold the ropes open for Hogan like she has to do for Randy Savage and Hogan's like Nah, nah, dude. I hold the ropes. open. Open for you to get in the ring.
1: Again, not weird, not flirty. to worry about, Savage.
0: Yeah, and then I wrote Jesse hates chivalry as Vince tries to like hype this up as kingly chivalry and and jesse's like this looks more like the actions of a peasant to me this shit's
1: this shit's for peasants jesse ventura famous famous hater of the proletariat actually no that's not even a joke that was true uh yeah all (laughs) right
0: so i admit i was distracted doing some discourse about the upcoming taylor swift set list for oh my god uh, i admit i missed most of this match, so you're gonna have to take care of this one for me. oh
1: god i don't write the spot notes all right so i just got here's what i got so (laughs) vince the talking about the 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 interview that that hogan and elizabeth did with mean gene before the match vince says he is also inspired by elizabeth gag um uh, the, I don't know. Just some bullshits going on. Fucking Vince, uh, not 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 Vince Hogan is Hogan's just doing his his thing. I'm convinced.
0: I am I am convinced this match was functionally similar to the first two Edge we've already covered here. Yeah, Haku no. Haku gets his hits in. Hogan is down.
1: There's a little bit of like. Heen. there's uh, well that's the thing Heenan's also here and there's also like Heenan shenanigans on the on the side what are you gonna do wait was Heenan here? Heenan was here Yeah, yeah 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 Heenan's here there are Heenan shenanigans on the side uh v- v- fucking uh, on, on the outside there's some bullshit with like I don't know Hogan Hogan thrown out Haku pursues him uh, elizabeth's there, and maybe gets like vaguely knocked down at one point, so, something like that. Poor Elizabeth getting. I
0: I noted that uh, I when I checked back into the match, I noticed Haku hits Bobby Heenan, and Heenan has to get taken to the back. Yeah, and at this point, while well, Haku is like, "Oh shit, I hit Bobby Heenan," Hogan. This thief just grabs the crown of Haku and just wears it around for a minute.
1: Yeah, okay, okay, before that, before that though. So so something what happens with Elizabeth and Ventura wonders aloud on commentary why uh uh Oh, no, 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 first So no, here's what happens. So Heenan Heen's like, you know, being all ha, I'm gonna surreptitiously help my client uh, with Haku. And Of course, Ventura is extolling the virtues of this on commentary. And then he goes on to opine why Elizabeth won't offer physical help to Hogan. And I'm like, I think I know why she won't. I think I have a really good guess as to why Miss Elizabeth will not offer physical help to Hulk Hogan, considering who she's married to. Uh, uh, But yes. I can see the lust in your eyes,
0: Hulk Hogan. Hogan.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Savage heard that line about physical help to Hogan. He almost combusted. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yes, maljunction at the function, and Hogan steals Haku's crown. True American, right here, folks. Not only a blatant thief, but one who is happy to parade himself as a king. You know, in Murica.
0: Of course. Uh, he's a true then,
1: American here. Uh, and then we
0: get back in the ring and Hogan starts hulking up dude. He starts he hulking does, up dude. He finally does the whole sequence as you probably think of it. He goes, he like does the shaking thing. He's, then he stops and he's like, no dude. And then punch and punch and then big boot and then leg drop. Goodbye.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. So one, and two, then, three, he's done.
0: Yeah, and then after the match, Elizabeth gets in the ring with Hogan and she kind of like sometimes lightly does the like ear cup thing that yeah. Hogan does with him. And um I did write this because I thought this was amusing and in, in how dumb it sounds is Jesse's like, Well, why doesn't Elizabeth
1: pose
0: and with Hogan? And she and Vince goes, Well, she does it in her own way. And Wait, she just what? stands there like
1: golf clapping for Hogan. Yeah, what, yeah. What a pose! A pose, f- posing a famously dynamic and movement-filled action. Yes. Um, also, then- while Hulk is like doing his flexing, his flexing taunt after the match, I did notice there was like this one dude on the side of a like like behind the barricade on the side who like is doing the flex taunt along with Hogan. He looks like a total like matchstick dweeb. Like he's in like a fucking baby blue sweater as glasses, like a blonde Ken doll haircut. And I'm just, he's just, he's flexing right along with Hogan. Um, Man, I hope he saw that King.
0: Yep. And so after the match, after that, the posing is done, Hogan picks up Elizabeth and puts and sits her on his shoulder to carry her off. And it's like, oh,
1: I'm gonna get you back for that, Hogan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he loves putting Elizabeth up on his shoulder. And again, fuck Randy Savage and all of his like deeply like attachment problems, but also, you know, in kayfabe, he kind of had a point with this one.
0: He absolutely had a point to be made.
1: He absolutely um, and then we cut back to Mean Gene, the room again, and he reminds us we're watching Coliseum Home Video. Thank you very much for that, Mean yeah, Gene. Yeah, thank
0: you thank you for that. 40 minutes into the VHS, you're like, by the way, it's Coliseum Home Video. Like, thanks, I oh, that. Oh,
1: sh- shit, I forgot. I forgot we were watching. Oh, Gene, thank you. You're a lifesaver. I couldn't remember. Like, fuck. It's, I, as, I, if, I...
0: it's as if this is like taped for tv but i'm pretty sure this has never aired on television yeah sure it's that's DHS the thing it me. like
1: has what feels like should be commercial cuts. like you're
0: coming back from a commercial break and but you're and you're reminded and you're telling the audience who's just tuning in what's on tv right now
1: i kind of hope that they did try to get this on tv and just got shot the fuck down
0: yeah but uh Ho- this is when Gene talks about how Hogan has been ch- was champion for four years and how great he was. Because this last match is the one and only WWE title match of the show. Uh Ted DiBiase versus Hulk Hogan. Well, now, this was first. like some house show shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, I oh, I forgot. I forgot. I must oh, have forgotten first. to make a note about this. But oh, first, forever.
1: before we can get into the match, we of course need to watch the we need to visit the promised land ladies and gentlemen the hulk hogan workout montage holy shit this is so wild it's so weird it's it first of all somewhere out somewhere out there claire is beaming because it's so very gay um it's it's
0: (laughs) it's it's uncomfortable thinking of seeing Hulk Hogan sweat this hard in the gym. He's so
1: sweaty. And we do like these, they just keep doing this weird shots where it'll show him like doing a move for a second. And then just like at a random point, midway through the workout move, it just freeze frames on it for a couple seconds. They they were playing
0: with some basic movie maker editing techniques. Oh my God. (laughs) They're having (laughs) some fun out there
1: they were uh, all in on it they also had but, some very unflattering shots of hogan during this every mm-hmm. time he was like laying down in a supine position his fucking <laughs> his fucking head looked- trying to retreat back into his neck. Like, he's in the middle of withdrawing into a fucking turtle shell. Five-chins-ass motherfucker over here with just the goofiest expression of exertion on his face. Like, eyes bulged out. His... Making this like wide grimace with his face as his as his face becomes totally flat to his neck, his chin disappears. It's... It's... Oh my god. Uh... <laughs> even even their attempt at like showing how hot Hogan is while he works out fails miserably in the face of just Hogan's naturally goofy bullshit. Also, this didn't have any clips of Hulk Hogan deeply injecting steroids. So obviously, this is is an inaccurate portrayal of his workout regimen. And what's his nuts from earlier is very disappointed in everyone involved.
0: Yeah, uh, some clanging and banging was happening here.
1: Oh, I love clanging and banging with my boy Hulk Hogan.
0: uh, If only Hulk Hogan had his best clanging and banging partner with him brutus the barber beefcake but there, he it was just, it was this was a hulk solo video and god did also, i not need to see any of it
1: <laughs> nah man it was the, this video austin would have been incomplete without it i felt like i understood him so much better after watching the extremely sweaty workout segment
0: i feel like i understand him too much (laughs) also
1: also shout out to the fact that even when he's working out he's wearing a shirt with like the fucking like progressively longer cuts along the back of it i gotta wonder who pre-cuts hulk's shirts like does he just have a guy for that does he have a dude that he just throws all of his shirts to to be like I need you to cut this up for me, bro. You think Linda does it? You think Linda Hogan just diligently pre-cuts these little like these little slits in the back of all of her husband's shirts and and like if she's somebody I wanna believe
0: I wanna believe that.
1: I I think I think that instead of like doing ironing for him, she just like sits there and diligently like he's got a fucking like nice dress shirt and she's just diligently like cutting little snip, slips and little snip. little snip snip on the back Gotta of it everything forward. he wears on his torso gets a snip like that brother. Uh, yep. So anyway, so yes, yeah, so we come to the final match yeah, and finally oh, back boy. to the match. Oh uh, boy, so we
0: got we got Ted DiBiase here. He's got his black man servant Virgil.
1: <laughs> Ain't nothing problematic about that, brother. No.
0: And, and he's got, got Andre he's got Andre and Andre's here too. too. Uh and the and the commentary team for this house oh, show Oh baby. All-star team.
1: All-star team. On-
0: play by play we have Bruce Pritchard who is probably best known at this point for being a WWE backstage Vince McMahon producer yeah uh big but at this point in time he would be only really known for and I don't even know if he's even had this character yet is introduced brother love who is a parody of baptist southern baptist preachers but he just preaches about love.
1: Have we gotten brother love? Because I know we have dude love, obviously, as Mick Foley. Have we gotten brother love on the show before? I don't believe we
0: have. But, like, huh. he paints his face up really red like he's sweating, like a, like a, like an old southern preacher. And he's oh got the affectation, God. and he's just like, I
1: love you. And to what it's- end? Like, like, what did he use this for on TV? be a heel manager
0: you know interviewee person
1: sure fine fact
0: he was the original manager of the undertaker before we put him with wait before we got paul bearer he was introduced to the to the wb canon the undertaker was introduced by brother love
1: wait fuck okay i've heard about this i could never remember who it was but i knew that taker had a manager for Paul Bearer which is just wild and also what the fuck is it doing being brother love
0: that's a good question that I don't have an answer to they never but, gave
1: uh, it a line it was just like hey here's a southern baptist preacher and his like zombie friend
0: his confederate zombie friend or something I don't know
1: friend or something
0: I don't you know, know. They're but from the
1: south I guess
0: but so we got Bruce Pritchard on the play-by-play And on face collar commentary duty, we have Mike Mike who, despite the name, is actually a woman, Michelle McGuirk.
1: Holy shit, woman on commentary in the 80s? That's new and also based.
0: And But don't worry, she's as bad as I remember her being at WrestleMania 2.
1: Oh yeah, we'll get there.
0: And then, and then, on heel color commentary, (laughs) we have... Pete Doherty, Doherty who as a wrestler was a jobber known as the Duke of Dorchester uh-huh. and holy shit he is wild and out he is a <laughs> poor man's Bobby Heenan on okay.
1: commentary okay Pete Doherty is you 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 know like the the I'm walking here joke that exists and, and then got a zillion times worse after that one fucking Rick and Morty episode. Like, that's what he is. He is like that meme, like, coming pre-Flanderized. He is screaming everything in his eye. his like insanely gruff. I'm walking here, voice, And it shoots the moon from insanely stupid to deeply hilarious
0: it is he i couldn't help but laugh at this guy during this match oh, he,
1: oh i got some no i normally i don't always write down like direct quotes from commentators. i got some direct quotes from this motherfucker here uh so anyway uh yeah so honestly DBI- this
0: he, is this is a lot of a hogan match uh wow Ho- hogan, hogan like he, or something Hogan finds excuses to bring Virgil into the ring so he can whoop Virgil's ass, too?
1: Oh, I'm sure Hulk Hogan takes a lot of delight in whipping Virgil's ass.
0: Well, I gotta tell you something, Virgil. Dude. If you ever are in a position to date my adult that daughter, daughter, then I am I can't abide by that
1: dude. <laughs> Fucking... Man, we beat that dead horse so good. Um... Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, we yeah,
0: that, we beat that dead horse just like Hulk Hogan beat that dead horse saying the n word after his sex tape. Hey, oh, uh, um, uh, never
1: never old. anyway, so Hogan
0: tries to goad Andre the Giant to get in the ring and fight. And Hogan's yes, like, no. Hogan's essentially
1: here to fight DiBiase, he's really here to fight Andre, he just wants Andre. He's like,
0: well, because he recognizes like- DiBiase is no threat to him.
1: G- Literally, is this this is like is this pre or post DiBiase just getting Andre to do his dirty work for him against this Hogan? This is
0: pre because Hogan's still the champion. This is when oh, DiBiase is trying to oh, work right himself and not have Andre do it and then just hand it to him.
1: And Hogan's like, and Honan's like, I'm gonna clown on all you, brother. And also, I want Andre anyway. And 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 Heenan's or not Heenan, DiBiase's like, Alright, you want Andre? Fucking bet.
0: Yeah, I take that. Uh
1: Actually, hmm, that's um, a good idea strategically. I could just have Andre do it for me.
0: I have uh you've just given me a great idea.
1: Holger was like, No, wait a second, brother.
0: <laughs> yeah, um I don't even remember at what point in the match this happened. Probably somewhere. As I wrote as I wrote Pete the her to yell, he's gonna get
1: beef. <laughs> He's gonna, that just, just that, that's just a quote. I want to put that on his shirt. He's going to beef. get beef. He's going to uh, get beef.
0: I can only assume now this, this, I think this is another Goherty quote is after uh, is on the, they're on the outside and DiBiase is like hitting Hogan in the head. And yep, yep. Hulk, are definitely got to have a headache now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I remember remember that one. And then DiBiase rolls into the ring, and I guess there was, like, I must have missed this, but I guess there was some hoopla earlier about the fact that, like, Hogan threw DiBiase to the outside and was in, like, complete control, and, of course, Doherty was getting all about it. But but, so now Hogan's on the outside, DiBiase rolls into the ring, and Doherty, with just nothing but pride in his voice, just screams, now look who's in the ring and who's out, huh? Oh man. Oh man. What no, this, and,
0: this is this is truly the WWFD team on commentary. Is, I don't know what
1: you're talking about, Austin. I have never had more fun listening to commentary than I have listening to the fucking the 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 the, the ace team the crack team of Bruce Pritchard, Mike McGwor Mike McGuirk, and Pete Doherty.
0: I wish I had something to say about Mike McGuirk in the same vein as Pete Doherty, but no, because all she does is make super
1: obvious observations. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's it's like, so Bruce was doing this play by play. Pete Doherty is just constantly foaming at the mouth and Mike McGuirk is just like, wow, that was a wrestling move. Wow, I bet that really hurt. And I
0: he and like Hogan is the one person who's not gonna get who's not who can't be bought off by DiBiase. Like, Thank
1: thanks. you. That we none of us knew that. Very that was very crucial moving the story along. Also while Hogan's on the outside, Virgil starts taunting Hogan with with money what like he just waves a few a few bills in hogan's face is like what is that what it almost
0: it honestly looked like he was trying to like fan hogan awake yeah is, look, dollar bills maybe,
1: is, is he trying to be like like f- the, you can't have this money or like is he like may, maybe he is trying to fan hogan awake and he's like he's like Oh sir, please, you gotta get me out of here. I really fucking hate working for this guy. Please got help. I need I need your help. No now, Virgil,
0: is about, Virgil is about four, four years away from his realization that he is that D B is a piece of shit. Wow. Takes him that long. I was on. putting the timeline. I was putting the timeline on it. This is this match takes place in eighty seven. Ninety-one is when he breaks away from DB
1: and like, face turns and gets something for it.
0: Well, he has a, when he fights Dibiase for the first time. The crowd is super into it, and then uh, uh, unfortunately, DB Virgil is both a bad wrestler and oh. bad as a face character who has oh. to like cut promos and shit.
1: And so, oh, no. it <laughs> he all got kind of falls right apart quick. from there unfortunate yep. yeah so uh hogan gets put back in the ring but he's like right on he's right on the edge he's by the he's by the ropes and DiBiase starts ostensibly putting the boots to hogan but goddamn, again on the on the subject of what the fuck is the work in this era like the 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 camera is like behind hogan and it even from that angle, it just kind of looks like DiBiase's boots aren't hitting anything but the floor. Like, looks like he's supposed to be booting Hulk in the head. Sure as hell doesn't look like he's actually connecting by any stretch of the imagination. No. Uh,
0: later, is Hogan gets back on top here, and so he knocks down DiBiase. And then Hogan just starts, like, walking on back and forth on DiBiase's back. Like just stepping on him, which is such a heel move from any isn't other that, wrestler. Isn't, I've that a, seen.
1: isn't that a Hogan? Isn't that like part of the Hogan menu, though? Sometimes I think I've. I've. I've I have i i do not think. I don't think I've ever seen him do this. Okay, but well then maybe I'm crazy. I've
0: I've certainly never seen a babyface do it. Uh, but again, but sorry, he's Hogan.
1: You can. He's he's doing it for the disrespect, and you can fucking get away with it.
0: So he just starts walking back and forth on DiBiase's back. Mm-hmm. And he gets the rope. He gets over to the ropes, and Andre grabs his leg. And suddenly the bell rings, and I'm like, "What?" And I don't think. And this is what the announcer says. I read this in quotes because this so, because so this kind of fuck up, dumbassery can be can be put on tape. He goes, "The referee has awarded the man The referee has demanded yeah. Andre leave the ring area." And has been fined $2,000. Yeah, okay.
1: So my man's about to say, like, the match has been forfeited in favor of Hogan. And then he just stops because I guess he didn't get the memo properly. And then, yeah, Andre's ejected and fined two grand. They specifically call out the fine on this. Which, like,. What he grabbed Hogan's leg? Since fucking when do you get a two grand fine for that? That's the most selectively applied bullshit. After Absolutely. fucking in the cage match, Bobby Heaton's over here like entering the ring direct, entering the cage directly. Oh no. That's fine. But if Andre the Giant, like, grabs Hogan by the ankles for a second, $2,000 fine, you absolute fucking criminal. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, and some dudes in polos who are ostensibly WWE officials come to take so him they're, away. they're,
1: like, arguing with him for, like, the next five minutes.
0: So they take him away, and, uh, okay, uh, clearly at some point, I suppose DiBiase is back on the offensive. Because I got another Pete Deharry quote. He's
1: gonna get him tonight. <laughs> and then not long after, I uh, uh we got he gets another, another
0: absolute... a lot of fist dropping. Bam. Okay, bam, that bam. shit looks
1: fake as fuck too.
0: It does very much. So. Oh my
1: god, where <laughs> is the he does... impact, motherfuckers? But he does the the
0: impact is not until like 2001. <laughs> 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 You're hilarious. Anyway, uh, I am, as a matter of fact. Uh, so DiBiase pins him, and he kicks out, and oh, he's hulking up
1: now. Uh, also, also, uh, while this sequence is happening, uh, good old Mike McGwork makes sure to point out to us in commentary that, yep, these men are these men are in fact sweating profusely. Thank oh you yeah, she, like, she
0: brings that up during like she's like doing like how hard of a fight this has been. Look at how hard these two men are sweating.
1: Sweating. It's it's not just that Hulk Hogan and Ted DiBiase are incredibly sweaty men, as proved by that fucking workout tape. No, no, it's just proof that what an epic bout this is. That these men are just sweating profusely. Thanks yep. for that, Mike. Very helpful. And
0: then- and so in the middle of the Hulk-Up sequence, uh, before he can hit the leg drop, Virgil pops up to interfere, and Hogan just chokes out Virgil.
1: Okay, and- okay, okay. I, I do have to say, on the subject of the hulk out sequence, I, I think I've pinpointed the exact choreography. I have I have now gotten four fucking Hulk-Up sequences in a row, and I, I think I have come to understand the exact choreo- choreography sequence that goes along with the Hulk out, and and it goes as such: uh, we start off first with a move called "Every Man Should Spend More Time on His Knees," uh, as as he as he sits as he kneels there, no selling all these hits, and then and then his face his face engages in a move I like to call "Do Your Best Fish Impression" as his eyes bulge out and he his his lips get all get all like. And pushed out, and and he starts like breathing deep, and I'm like, oh, look, fishy. Uh, um, and then and then you stand up and and do uh, do a move that I like to call uh, look like the whitest guy at bla- at a black church when the Holy Spirit really starts to hit, and uh, and then and then of course you finish off with the inspiration for no, 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 not in my house, not today. <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. I think I got it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And, okay. So, Hogan is choking out Virgil, and DiBiase tries to come over to attack Hogan while Hogan's back is turned, and Hogan somehow knows that DiBiase is there, and he steps out of the way, and, jun- and Junction Malfunction has a It happens. And Hulk Hogan wins with a fucking roll-up. <laughs>
1: oh God. That motherfucker doesn't even hit the leg drops sequence this time. He, ha, man, I wonder how you can tell that this is a fucking house show.
0: This is some house show bullshit. Also, this I feel hilarious. like
1: malfunction at the junction has to be included as part of the Hulk Hogan formula. I think like that's an underappreciated aspect is the heels always when, got a malfunction at the when junction? When the
0: heels try, when the heels got are got try to like get the numbers game on Hogan, they inevitably just beat each other up
1: yeah uh hulk hogan as part of his absolute like insanity vibrates at a frequency that just inherently (laughs) but messes with your mind and causes you to to crash and burn on any devious plans you may have against him actually
0: of course that that check that explains a lot so hogan wins and then hogan tries to like Taunt DiBiase into getting back in the ring so he As can kick do. his ass some more. Of course. Gracious Thank winner, god. Hulk Hogan.
1: Oh my god. He he's a proud man, he's a gracious man, and he will fucking kick your ass. He'll keep he'll keep then, doing it, brother.
0: And then Ted DiBiase looks like the stupidest motherfucker I think I've ever seen on a wrestling show because <laughs> what he does is okay. DiBiase goes to grab a steel chair because he's like, you know what? All right, I will get back in the ring, and I'm coming with a chair. And so DiBiase, instead of oh. instead of getting into the ring with the chair. He tries to, he just, like, tosses it
1: over the ropes.
0: And, and Hulk, you know, Hulk and immediately picks up the chair. He doesn't even pick it up. In it. He
1: catches that shit out of mid air.
0: He catches it, and then he sits down in it. And, and Diviase starts pounding the apron as if, God, my villainous plan has failed.
1: My flawless plan. How did, her... again... The frequency at which Hulk Hogan vibrates just fucks with your head and makes you do something stupid every time. You can't help it. Uh, and more more bangers on commentary between our two favorite commentators. Mike McWork just goes, that's wonderful. That's our champion. And, uh, and, and Pete Doherty responds with, ha, give me a break. And and Mike McQuirk just
0: yells, "Justice prevails."
1: Well, no, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet, not not yet. Uh, uh, she she goes, "That's our champion." Uh, Doherty goes, "Ha! Give me a break!" And so and Mike McQuirk just says, "That's what DiBiase was saying." <laughs> thank, thank thank you, McQuirk. I also need to point out that just. T- McGwork and Doherty are, are operating on opposite ends of the volume spectrum. Like everything Mike McGwork says is just a little too quiet and everything uh Doherty says is just a little too loud in any given situation. So hearing them back and forth is like jumping from like a one to an eleven. It's great. Uh also like but I, I Pete Pete Doherty might just be the Quailudes guy. I, I, I was like, man, his voice sounds familiar. I think he just might be the Quaaludes. <laughs> hey, the big man is back. www.thekidfrombrooklyn.com You know, I could go for a fucking Quaalude. The absolute roar. I tell you, when you had an orgasm, it made you feel like you were in heaven. I think that's just... I think He's just the quaaludes guy uh and if so rip and peace king <laughs> uh and you know so so hulk hogan has officially prevailed ted dibiase's plan of throwing a chair directly into his hands has shocker of all shockers failed miserably and so hulk hogan is doing all his taunts he's flexing and even even Pete Doherty, while bitching about Hogan, can't help but get him over by going just because he's got 22 inch biceps. What a show off. What a show off. And it's at this point that Mike McGuirk, with all the gusto she can muster, goes justice prevails. Thank you, Mike. Very cool. This is great. And then we go back to the
0: studio with Mean Gene. Okay. He's like, I'm so I'm just so proud to be associated with Hulk Hogan.
1: (laughs) Oh, I—I I bet you are, man. Props to Mean Gene for selling a line like that. I love it i love the fact that that man is able to just say anything and make it sound like he actually means it despite the pain i can see behind his head. okay but here's the thing about this last shot with Mean and gene so in this last shot with Mean and gene like because it's in a control room right and just in this last shot randomly there's a dude like in the background just like fucking with one of the audio audio devices while Mean and gene is talking and as i look closer at that I realize, I think Mean Gene is sitting in front of a green screen and then is having this shit superimposed behind him. Because, like, I noticed, like, the little fucking... I would believe that. Which makes it all the funnier that they had a random sound guy wander into the shot when they could have just put him in front of a fucking still image of the backdrop. What the fuck?
0: Only the best for the Coliseum home videos, and we gotta have top it top
1: quality. All right, here at Coliseum.
0: Fuck. All right, and so we cut to we cut to the credits roll, and we are out of here. We've already kind of we 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 opened the second half talking about how this video kind of sucks as a uh, highlight of Hogan, because it highlights all of the worst parts of Hulk Hogan.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. And again, what we get throughout this whole thing is just, like, the way this video is, it almost makes it feel like the circumstances around Hulk Hogan are what, like, propel him into being as over as he is, because he's just surrounded by all these characters, and he, like... He's so, like... His gimmick is so, like... Like, it feels weird to say. His gimmick is normal compared to, like, everyone else. Like, he's surrounded by all these, like, insanely, like, devious, comedic goofballs. And, like, he is the one sane man? Fucking weirdo. Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is, an ins- is a is an insane weirdo. Don't get me wrong. But, like, his actual character is just the good guy and also kind of Murica like he just gives off protagonist vibes by default like that's the thing he's his character isn't any more developed than any of the other just kind of like vaguely virtuous baby face of the era he's just also insane and mm-hmm. so that means he gets to get put up against all these other characters like that's the that's the thing I think that I took away from this is that like a lot of times, the situations surrounding Hulk Hogan are what made it feel like the Hulk Hogan character itself was interesting. That and the fact that Terry Bollea is just fucking crazy. Like, that's like, it.
0: I think it works. I think Hogan works because he goes all in and he is just the right amount of like coked up insanity. Yeah. With the correct, cool. he hits the perfect sweet spot on it. Yeah. And I think this and this match a compilation tape does in fact not do enough to showcase him hitting the perfect the perfect uh balance of coked out insanity.
1: Yeah, no. It makes him seem like the boring one amongst all this stuff. Like he's just the stalwart, virtuous good guy. And again, if you were someone back in the eighties who had yourself deluded into the fact that you that you liked Hogan because of his work, because of his in-ring work, like fine this is the tape for you and while hulk hogan's like actually doing the matches your mind is just screensavering to a bunch of like highlights of hulk hogan promos that's got you going like yeah man hulk hogan's the best hulk hogan forever hulkamania yeah. meanwhile like the match is going on, and it's just the same shit over and over
0: Yeah, oh man Hogan can work. I give him more credit than I think a lot of wrestling more hardcore wrestling fans do., yeah. but it it there are, it is a, it is formulaic and it is limited in many ways. And watching a bunch of his matches back to back only serves to highlight that.
1: Pretty much yeah, like fuck, even the cage match. Andre just by default ends up being the slightly more physically interesting one. And this is mm-hmm. like Andre in the sunset of his career. When he's, like, yeah. in pain and needing to lean against the ropes constantly. Just, like, what makes that match with Hogan interesting is is the fact that Andre is there.
0: Yeah. So, like,
1: man, th- this was fun in the same way the last one was fun of just being, like, what the fuck was going on in WWE? Yeah,
0: but I, I don't know if I can recommend watching this one the same way. I'd probably say you should watch uh ble- uh b- 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 Bloopers, Bleeps, and Body Damn it! You almost did it. I almost did it. Damn yeah, it. like I would, I would almost recommend old Triple B to somebody mm-hmm. uh, with with a heavy dose of like going with an open mind of yeah. this insane <laughs> bullshit. This, I don't know if I'd, ha- I'd recommend anyone watch this one
1: myself. Yeah, no, it was fun enough for the podcast, gave me shit to riff on, but also, dear God, guys, if you're gonna like promote your top star like this, do do it better yeah actually know what makes Uh, him work please
0: yes that'd be great uh so that is enough for this time next time we hold what a what a time what a finale we reach next time as we are finally here from episode three to episode 93 we are here for no way season the Season 1 finale of, of Lucha Underground Season 1, Ultima Lucha Part 2.
1: Holy shit. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I can't believe we're here. And we still got three fucking seasons to go. Oh boy, we're still just getting started on the Lucha Underground train. But Here we go. An apex has been reached. Season 1 finale. Fucking i I'm so excited. Yep. Yeah.
0: That is for next time. Until then, David, hit our
1: plugs. Yes, sir. Dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us for yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so delighted to have you here. Returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thanks once again for welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs. You know we love you. Keep on doing what you're doing, huh? New people, hey, hi, how's it going? Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for thanks for being here. We hear the news and knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you are brand new to the wild wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all this stupid bullshit, either way, we hope you had a great time here. We hope you want to keep having a great time with us week after week. If you'd like to do so, but you're not entirely sure how, well, not to worry, my friends. I have you covered. First of all. You can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts Podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, and make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Give us that sweet, sweet engagement. Check out all of our playlists that Austin has been kind enough to organize all of our arcs and shit into. It's great if you want to check stuff out without jumping around. And hey, you can see our beautiful faces and all the little visual gags we we put in there. It's a great time. Uh, Also... If you are a fan, however, of the audio-only experience, that's just fine as well. We have options for you at three of the best places to find your podcast, which would be Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Come check us out there. Give us a listen. Give us a download. Give us a nice little five-star rating and a review if you'd be so kind, maybe telling other people in the algorithm that, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Maybe you should check them out too. I don't know. I'm just saying. Give us a listen. Spotify. Google, and Apple Podcasts. But, of course, we also got some ways you can get in touch with us, kind of see what we got going on uh, outside of the show at Noobs and Knockouts. We got some social media, baby. First of all, of course, is the Twitter. You can find us at Noobs and Knox on uh, Noobs and Knocks Pod on Twitter. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Knocks Pod on Twitter. Come check us out there. We we post memes. We engage in discourse. We drop uh, a tweet every single time we put up a brand new episode, so you guys know what the hell's going on. Of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting. Austin has been taking a break from watching weekly wrestling uh, on a regular basis, so the 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 title has fallen to me. Uh, every Wednesday, I do my best to uh to to live tweet during, of course, what else? AEW Dino Might at 8 p.m. on TBS uh i I, i'm i'm up here watching it with my roomies every wednesday or at least every wednesday i can make it um and if i can't make it or sometimes if i if i just am feeling a little extra spicy during a week i will sometimes also do some live tweeting during uh at 10 p.m on fridays on tnt AEW rampage it is the show you all been waiting on uh either way it's a great time come check out the twitter during AEW tapings uh it's always a fun time over there and of course on top of that austin still can't stay away from the twitter that much he is kind enough to follow all of the major company pay-per-views my friend what is on the dock coming up
0: sure so upcoming on november 26th is survivor series War games <laughs> Uh, So far for that, we have the Women's War Games match featuring Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Mia Yim and uh, To Be Determined versus Damage Control, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, Then the Men's War Games match, we still know nothing about that match at all. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi Blackheart for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, joy. AJ Styles versus Finn Balor in a one-on-one match. Uh, that is what we have. That's coming up in a week. Uh, then on in January 13th is Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. Uh, we don't have no matches announced for that as of yet. Uh, as for AEW, this episode will be dropping the day after Full Gear. So, you know.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm excited
0: so i'm not gonna bother to run down the match card of full gear
1: fair enough uh,
0: and uh, next pay-per-view is probably revolution because aew only has four pay-per-views uh that well maybe be coming five up in, well that's true that'll be coming up probably in february or march so yeah. that's also a little while's off
1: hell yeah brother all right. So yeah, be sure to check out the Twitter. It's a great time over there if for some reason you like listening to Austin and me ramble about wrestling for a couple hours on end. You'll you'll like it over on the Twitter. T- <laughs> uh or, you know, Austin's all smart and analytical. I'm just dropping my memes and stupid bullshit. It's a great time. Check us out at Noobs and Noxpod on Twitter. If you want to get in super direct contact with the course uh, with us, of course. We also have our email address. You can email us, noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and at this time, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come check us out there. Uh, come say hi to us. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like, any requests you may have for any kind of wrestling media you may want us to cover on the show. Uh, tell us how based in Red Pill our Hot Takes are. Call, them, call us dumb motherfuckers you know, start start that discourse, baby. Just generally come say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. And of course, finally, you can also find us on Patreon. We are also the noobs and knockouts podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. One dollar a month on that Patreon gets you early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode. Shout out to friend of the show, $1 tier Sugar Daddy Kyle Smith, for his support. Thanks so much, buddy. You know it's always appreciated. Enjoy your shout-out. Enjoy your perks. If you want to enjoy these perks along with our boy Kyle, come check us out on the Patreon. Noobs and Knockouts podcast link in the Twitter.
0: See you all next time.
1: Uh, Hasta luego.